When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. 18th of October, Baznazi for breakfast, a Monday morning where we've got so much different stuff to look at. But in the midst of it all, Izzy, we caught up with a goat. We had a goat on a horse, but then we had a goat on the show. Dan Carter turned up today and he was fantastic. He was, he was. He threw me under the bus with a couple of my, uh, you know, let's just say email names when I was a young fella, Izzy underscore Carter at Hotmail.com. Not one of my finest moments, but that's okay. I'm lucky enough to be able to share the field with the GOAT. In my eyes, he is the GOAT. TC. Uh, anyway, it was great to chat to Dan Carter. We also have Baz McCullum on the show, mate. Baz uh, speaking of goats. Over in the UAE. Yeah, another GOAT. He's over in the UAE. He just finished playing the Chennai Super Kings. Just one hurdle. Too many for the KKR side. But anyway, that's good news for us. We get to get him home. We get to get him home, and we get to have him back on our airways. Looking forward to that. And we also had Jose Aguirre. Jose Aguirre joined the show, and he had a very successful weekend with the East Coast rugby side, Ma'anonu, Fafili Lavave. Jose Aguirre, a goat on a horse, Ma'anonu. How good was that, <laughs> seeing them running around? And Ruatoria and the mighty East Coast, that was such a good watch. And they got up as well, 50-23 to 23 over Buller for their first win in eight years. Eight years, 54 games. So it would have been celebrations a many over on the East Coast. So it was a great show. If you missed anything, make sure you download the podcast on the SCNZ app and you'll get it all from the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks for listening. Enjoy spring with Claritine Hay Fever and Allergy Relief at Chemist Warehouse. 60 tablets, now $26.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Atamari, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It is Monday the 18th of October and it is just after 6 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz won't be long. He won't be long at all. He'll be about a week away. About a week away. He joins us this morning on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Looking forward to chatting to my mate. It was Baz v. Flem versus Flem on Saturday morning in the, as KKR took on Flem's Chennai Super Kings in the IPL final. It was just one hurdle too many for our skip. But results aside, we are so proud and we can't wait to have him home. He joins us to chat the game and also tell... That's what date he is back. So that is about 7 o'clock. Make sure you stay tuned to hear from Baz as he tells us the details of when we're going to get him back on the airways because we look forward to hearing him and maybe Damo. Maybe Damo might start joining the show again when Baz, good mate Baz comes back. So looking forward to that. And then, well, Provincial Rugby was well and truly on the display over the weekend with Hawke's Bay 
pummeling Canterbury and Christchurch for the first time since 1968, the mighty Magpies. But it was the Heartland Championship that stole the limelight. Jose Aguirre for Philly Lavave and Ma'anonu. Just picture that photo of Ma'anonu, a goat sitting on a horse. A goat sitting on a horse. How good was that? Seeing Ma'anonu lacing up the, the boots for East Coast as they recorded their first win in eight years. Jose Aguirre, he is the coach and he played as well and he looked really good. He's in good nick. Tell you that. He joins us to tell us if East Coast have stopped partying yet as they recorded their first win over Buller. Oh, it was so funny. I was, I was trying to get Ma'a on the show, but uh, if you if you know Ma'a, you know what he's like. He's stubborn as they come and he wouldn't have a bar of it. So it's good. We got Jose on, but I text Ma'a. I was watching the game and I said to Ma'a, I said, Ma'a, when he did that crossfield kick and one of the wingers um, dropped it or need it. So when we were playing with Ma'a, he did that to us. And I said to Ma, I said, mate, did you go over and spray that fella like you sprayed us when we were playing when we didn't catch it on the full? And he laughed at me. He said, nah, mate, these fellas aren't professionals, Nook. And I was like laughing. I was like, oh, fair enough. Okay, mate. Sweet as you just, you got soft in your old age. Okay, I'll see you. I'll see you, Ma. But anyway, we're going to talk to Jose again, but later on. Looking forward to that. And well, when you think of goats, we had we just spoke about one of them, Ma Nonu. Is he the greatest of all time? Second fives? I think so. What an outstanding career, hundred over 100 tests for the All Blacks. Uh, but when you think of GOATs, the greatest of all times in terms of the rugby field, few names will spring to mind. Meads, McCaw, Fitzpatrick, Lomu. Debate could go on and on for, well, for me, the GOAT is Dan Carter. 112 tests, 1,598 points. Hell of a career. I was so lucky that I got to share the field with him. And, well, he joins us just after 8 o'clock to talk about his new book, 1598, and share his experiences, his highs and his lows throughout his illustrious career. Looking forward to chatting to DC. He's a busy man. He's got four young boys. So she's a pretty busy household up there in Auckland. Louis complaining. He's just got himself to look after. Imagine looking after four boys and a dog called Herb and a wife. So they're soldiering on there in Auckland. Looking forward to chatting to DC. And like always, if you've got any questions, for Hosea, Baz, DC, give us a text on double eight double three, and we'll fire those to the lads when they join us. Um, they'll want to hear from you at home, and we know what we want to know, but we want to. You, you probably got some different angle or some some sort of question in, in, that you want to want to be answered. So sit, flick us a text on double eight double three, or give us a call on 0800-150-811. We'd love to hear from you. And towards the end of the show, we're actually got a wee spot for you. We're going to talk a wee, bit of racing. But it's a talkback spot as well, so we'll keep that open. The phone lines will be open for you. Dino and Dunedin, give us a call at about 8.40ish, mate. We'd love to hear from you. You're very passionate as always. Kenny from Christchurch, he's given us a call a couple of times. Anyone, give us a call on 0800 And uh, we've got a fun, full, packed morning on a Monday for you. NFL's on at the moment, so we'll keep those scores updated throughout the morning. But... For now, we'll go across to Auckland and to the studio. Louis sitting there. Trudy's back. Welcome back, Trudy. We missed you on Friday. I hope you're feeling better. Joe and Kez, good morning, team. Morning. Great to be back, and I missed you guys too. Yeah, morning, mate. You seem chipper this morning. You seem pretty chipper. Family back. Oh, look at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I got the fam- I got the family back. It was cool, man. As um, I had a, yeah, look, like, you know, it all sounds all grave when the family goes away. You're like, yes, I'm going to relax, but... 
after about 30 minutes, I was over at the house. It was quiet. So the kids are back. Uh, you know, it's warm. It was a really warm weekend. It's about 22, 23 here in Christchurch. So it was warm. The kids were just running around and playing with the neighbours. And I, I had a pretty busy weekend, actually. I had to commentate on Saturday, so I had a bit of work to do Saturday Arvo. And then yesterday I went out. Louis, I don't know if you've heard of this place. You would have heard of it. Lowburn. It's pretty close to your, yep. your home. Um, Willows Cricket Club. So the Willows Cricket Club, they had a match yesterday. So it was Otago Boys versus the Willows Cricket Club. And uh, so the Willows Cricket Club was founded in, the f- in 1994 by Mike Dormer. Mike Dormer is a, a stalwart of Christchurch. He actually passed away a couple of months ago. So rest in peace and, and condolences to the Dormer family. But anyway, he started this foundation. This foundation is the Cricket Foundation, is the Willows Cricket Club. So they're, they're situated in Lowburn, which is north of Christchurch. Pretty close to Rangiora. Um, they've had 592 matches over 27 seasons involving 306, 370 school first 15s. And their objectives are their objectives are to encourage players in secondary school first 11s to play with and against experienced players, many of whom ha- are, are present or past first-class cricketers, to offer quality cricket to cricket lovers in a country atmosphere where families may come to watch and picnic. So yesterday I went along and I watched. So Richie McCaw, he was playing for um, the Willows Cricket Club because obviously he went to Otago Boys High. So he went and uh, I was meant to play that game with him, but obviously my foot, so I had to go be on barbecue duty. So I was cooking the barbie. But yeah, just went and watched that game, mate. And it's situated in a, a fantastic place in Lowburn. You wouldn't even know it was there. Round Hill, Round Hill, Round Hill Road, Round Hill Road it is, and it's hidden away and you go in it's this beautiful oval it's got beautiful trees around it it's got picket fences um seats everywhere and like like i just said you can go there have a picnic with your family i took my wife and my son and we went and sat down and watched a bit of cricket for a couple of hours and um it was it was awesome a couple of um otago vaults players were, were playing as well there was uh, a young girl molly Lowe. so her dad is hamish Lowe, and i don't know if you know of people out there will know the Lowe family, Stuart Lowe. So his brother, Molly Lowe's, uh, Hamish Lowe's daughter, Molly, was the first woman, uh, first girl to play for the Willows Cricket Club. So they've created a bit of history there as, as well. And she's still at school. So she's, she's at St. Hilda's um, College out of, out of Dunedin there. So um, no, it was a fascinating day, mate. I really enjoyed it. And got to see Richie rolling his arm over and um, having a wee chat with him post-match. He dropped me off at home, and, uh, yeah, it was a good day. A good day out with the family, just watching a bit of cricket and just getting to be a part of that um, fascinating cricket club. So Richard Hadley's a part of it. Um, you got Robbie Deans, Peter Fulton's played. Uh, John Wright's been there. Uh, who else? Uh, Gary Stead's part of it. He's been involved. A.B. De Villiers has been involved. Like, there's been some big names. They're big names. There. And it's a great little pathway for these younger kids. To experiences and and the, it's like an academy. Yeah, you know, it you see the awesome. success from these guys that go there, and they're able to go and kick on, and now they've they've got girls involved as well. So it's the you know catering for for both groups here. So it was yeah, it was awesome. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it. See, that's an episode of Carpool Karaoke I would watch as well. Izzy Dag, Quizzy, <laughs> Quizzy Dag featuring Skip McCall um, <laughs> on the way up. <laughs> It was good, man. It was good. Like he was. Um, do you see like, much of Richie? So good to see. Cause, yeah, do you? Oh. Do you? Because he's he's got his own thing. He's busy guy. He's got his own family. He's got two kids now as well with Gemma, doesn't he? Yeah, 
He's got both his kids with her yesterday, and it was so cool to see the other side of Richie. You know, he's got two girls. He's got two little girls, and and it was cool to see the the dad, Richie. The you know, because everyone knows him as Richie, the the rugby player, just been so you know passionate and so driven to to get the job done. And I guess I got to witness the other side of it. And it was pretty cool to see Richie and uh, just seeing him being a dad and and just so relaxed. Eh? He's 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 at peace. He's at peace with what he's been able to achieve and. Now he's just taking a full step away from the game. Doesn't really have too much involvement with it. I think a lot of the teams would love to have him involved, but he's just real about his kids and his wife, and he's very passionate about, um, you know, running and, and doing all those races that, oh, just shows what kind of man he is. He is <laughs> tough, mate. He has no pain barrier, like running, doing the God Zone. If you don't know what that is, Google the God Zone. You're running for about seven days on no sleep. So that just shows what Rico is. But no, it was cool, man. I got to chew the fat on the way home and obviously told him DC's on the show and, and I said you were, I was asking him questions about him, about the book and he wrote the foreword for the book and so he has a huge influence in his life and then we started talking about the All Blacks and some agreements and some things we're, we're seeing that's changed but we won't get into that. But it was good, mate. It was good. That's, um, is, it, is it still a bit of a, like, I mean, I know you... Yeah. A funny question, I suppose, because you're you're mates with these guys. Like these are your your colleagues. You've played a lot, but like as you say, they are the goats. Especially Richie. Do you still get a bit of a buzz mm. just talking footy with Richie, or is it just mates chewing the fat, or is it still quite cool to hear what his thoughts are? Because you, as you said, you said you don't hear. He's just so content and at peace with life. So it's not like we know what Richie thinks about lots of things. And I don't know if you're on the phone to him every second week, you know, catching up about nah, the stuff. So was nah. it cool to hear him? Was it? Did you find it quite interesting to see actually be able to chew the fat with an old mate about his thoughts on rugby? Yeah, it was good. It was good, but I, I'm just very uh, wary. Like he's played it for 150 tests, you know. Like last, I'm the same. You know, you go somewhere, you're like someone wants to talk code with you. You're like, oh, it's the last thing I want to yeah, talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you just try and keep a bit of normality to it. Talk about the kids, you know. Like, what's he up to? He's got a lot of spare time on his hands now, so he's like, mate, get that foot sorted, and we're gonna go play golf. So once he once he get out of the car, so we're gonna pro- get out on the on the fairways and start having a hit. So. Um, look, it's just, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I still pinch myself, to be honest, Louis. I still pinch myself to, to. Uh, I feel like I played in one of the golden eras of the All Blacks, you yeah. know, when you think of players that yeah. played in that team and, and how much the success rate from that squad that I was involved with, like, you, you kind of pinch yourself. And um, the worst thing about that, mate, is I jumped out of the car. I said, Chat, see you, Richie. Good to see you, brother. I'll give you a buzz. We'll play golf soon. And then I took off. Ran inside, and, and where I live, once you get on the highway into town, you can't really turn around. And I just, when he got on the highway, I figured out I left my phone in his car. So <laughs> I had to ring his wife, and his wife rung him, and he had to turn around on the highway, come all the way back out to Oka and drop my <laughs> phone off. So he, he said, oh, you haven't changed, have you, Dad? You're still bloody hopeless. Um, so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what you phone. mean as well. He's had to go all the way. He's pretty much gone into town oh. and turned around. <laughs> That's it. He got on the highway, and that's when I rung him, and he's like, well, I can't do a Yui here, can I? There's a barrier in the middle. So he had to drive straight in and then turn around and come back. So, sorry, Rico. Sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, that's gold, is he? Oh, good stuff, mate. That's a busy old weekend then for you. And later on, I want to talk to you about the uh, Canterbury Hawks Bay game that 
Well done. Well done to the. What do you want to? Well what done do you to know, mate? Oh, I've got so many questions. What do you know? What's happened to Canterbury <laughs> Rugby, mate? I've got so many questions about what's going on with the red and black. Um, but, you know, fair play to Hawks Bay. And also, shout out Neil Barnes, wherever you are right now. I know you'll be listening. Congratulations. Four from four against Premiership sides. I don't think it's ever it's been done in the this era of MPC. Um, so, look, we, we kind of heard you last week and you, you, you're disgruntled, to say the least, aren't you, about the lack of promotion relegation. And I kind of understand why more and more as I watch Taranaki because they are a proper team. And I think the best two teams in the competition are actually not two teams from the Premiership. I think Taranaki and Hawke's Bay are probably the best two teams in the NPC at the moment. So be interesting to get your interested to get your thoughts, uh, Izzy, on what you saw from Hawke's Bay, but also the other NPC sides. But boy, it was a, a huge weekend of racing this weekend, mate. We had the Everest, we had the Caulfield Cup, plus the Livermore back here in New Zealand. And um, well, we, we took Masked Crusader and we're another mm. nose short of clearing the decks oh. in the... Uh, showdown. We would be cleaning them up if Springtide, Zaki, and Mars Crusader just did their job a percentage better. Do you reckon we we go you know sit um sit Mars Crusader in its stable? And I don't know if you've seen the movie Man of Fire. Man of Fire, <laughs> Denzel Washington, and he's the bodyguard. He teaches young the young um, daughter how to how to jump out of the blocks. You know, he gets the gun, you know, how the, the daughter's scared of the, so he gets two blocks, he bangs them together so oh. that she starts, you know, not being scared of the gun or yeah, scared sure. of the gates. Do you reckon we do that to the Mask Crusader? Because it's horrible out of the gates, let's be honest. I it's reckon... horrible. If it gives itself a chance to get out of the gates and get midfield, it'll win. It nearly won that race from last again. Yeah, look, I reckon, um, yeah, I reckon the master trainers, the Hawks, the Hawks bros, they are, uh, um, they've, they've, they've absolutely cooked it. No, of course not. There's, there's some horses. <laughs> have they done everything? They, mate, they, these guys are some of the best <laughs> horse people in the world. The Hawks lads, they are so good at what they do and they have won so many group ones and, Look, to be honest, when you get a, a horse like this, you probably actually, where I think is how well of a job they've got it to get it to where it is. Because it clearly, mm. it, it doesn't It's not doesn't have good barrier manners. It doesn't like jumping with them and never will. So then it's yeah. how do you make sure. So when something's not going to ever do something, then you have to build mitigating factors. You have to do everything else as perfectly as you can to make sure it can even compete. So think mm. about that how good this horse is considering he gives every field a 10-length start. I mean, it's – or um, a few-length start. That's and what I mean. So, so maybe it's – it's it just loves coming from last. May, I don't know. Like, maybe if it's midfield, it'll get too complacent. Ah, this is – you know, they like this. They'll probably just cruise home. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's just, yeah. Some horses love things to chase. Some horses like being in clear air. See, the, on the other end of the spectrum is the na- nature strip. And shout-out to Chris Waller. James yeah. McDonald, boys, well done. Steve Hansen got paid. Steve, yeah, he needs a buck. Um, <laughs> the, the Nature Strip lads, well done. Pat, uh, Patty, um, Peter, the whole crew, Jack, Rod, well done, guys. I mean, you know, you own an absolute marvel. And, and what Chris Waller has done on the other side, complete opposite end of the spectrum, Nature Strip can't jump. Uh, sorry, Nature Strip jumps and it can't trail. 
it has to get to the front. So Chris Waller's mm. got himself a horse that refuses to run behind other horses. So then what do you do? Well, you try and work out how it can be the best horse it can be by only doing one thing, which is going to the front. So then it's James McDonald and Chris Waller's job to work out how they can get the most out of this horse that always has to lead. And they've done it. And it's a huge training performance. And you guys deserve your six and a half mil rack or whatever it is for the winning prize. I mean, it's the richest race on turf. And it was an absolute spectacle. Um, Classic legend was flying home, lost and running there, Eduardo. And then there's the Caulfield Cup as well down in Melbourne over the weekend where Incentivise, a true wow. star of the turf, uh, got it done. We'll talk about that later on. Plus... The Livermore Classic and our Love Racing.nz update, but it was a very busy weekend. And right now it keeps going because Bangladesh are 88 for four. They need 53 from 28 against Scotland in the World Cup qualifiers, the 2020 World Cup qualifiers. Kansas City's up 7 0 against Washington. And in the Premier League, while well, we have Tottenham leading 3 1 against Newcastle. So, so much live sport going on. We'll keep you updated throughout the morning, but we'd love to hear from you on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 150 811. Give us a call throughout the morning. We want to hear from you. Right now, it's 21 minutes past six here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 26 minutes past six o'clock. Thanks for joining us on a Monday morning. What are we? The 18th of October. Gee whiz, already. Double eight, double three. Did you ever collect over the weekend? Anyone back a winner? I got my loveracing.nz update coming up in about seven or eight minutes. So send us a text now, double eight, double three, and I'll give you a shout out and let you know what I thought of the ride and the run of your winning horse as well. And if you had a bad beat, yeah, I always love to hear those. Um, Ryan Fox is tied fourth, is he? Over there in the uh, European Tour. It's his best result of the season. He's very, very happy with that, as you would be. Yeah, 100%, mate. That's so good. Such a good result for Ryan Fox. He's doing it tough over there, but he's got his family, so he's in a good space. Uh, Michael Fitzpatrick winning that one. But nah, great, great result for him. Over the weekend, not a great for, for a result for me on the on the punt though, mate. Um, I took Delphi in the Caulfield, and well, I don't know why I backed against incentivised because what a horse, what a horse. And I know one of our listeners got on it at about a hundred fifty <laughs> bucks and twenty nine in the futures odds you texted last week. So give us, a, did you get paid? Give us a text if you got paid on incentivised and you got those future juicy odds. How good! But and next time, and next time you find a maiden up at Toowoomba, just let you. Let your mates as the end of know. We're very interested <laughs> whenever you find anything that, that nice and juicy with it. Well, to be fair, no one knew Incentivise was going to be this. Hey, uh, the other important sporting news of the weekend we need to touch on before Baz comes on is the mm. IPL final. So the Knight Riders, well, well, Stephen Fleming's Chennai Super Kings, they came out and set about a million runs to chase. They fuffed Duplessis, probably had the innings of the tournament or one of them. Um, and they went very, very well. And Baz is Knight Riders. They went out and they chased valiantly and just fell at the final hurdle. But before we get Baz on and we tell him directors, how, how proud are you of what he's been able to do with the Knight Riders? Oh, hugely proud, mate. So proud of him. Like, just going over, he was two and seven, you know, like just bottom of the pile. And, you know, the, the players just getting the buy-in to get the buy-in from the players, just giving them hope. Um, you know, it's just telling them how inspiration it would be if we were able to get to the final and potentially win the final. So just seeing, uh, being involved with Bears and getting a bit more of an understanding of what he's like and just how, how inspirational he is. And he always has a, a, a positive perspective on things. And, uh, you know, he never, ever 
um, brings like a, a negative perspective on anything. He's always upbeat. He's always inspirational, inspiring, and that's what you want from someone. So I was hugely proud of him, mate. And um, I know his family will be uh, proud of him as well. And uh, I think, yeah, just looking forward to having him home, really. It's, it's been, <laughs> I just can't believe how long it's actually been. Like, time's flying, and we've been having a lot of fun on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. But, um He's a big part of our show, so looking forward to getting him home, mate, and, and getting him back on the airways and, and chewing the fat with him, as we always say. And Yeah, so I was, I was really proud, Louis. Yourself? You're proud, as? Yeah. Oh, I, was so pr- I wasn't proud enough to wake up at 3 a.m. on a sleeping day. Yeah, no, nah, same. But, um, no. <laughs> but we won't tell him that. <laughs> but I was so and I woke up, and I was, I was actually genuinely gutted when I saw the result. Like, mm. I think that's how I know how much I wanted it, because, yeah, it felt... So I woke up and got the result for you? From the WhatsApp group, that's how I knew. And I was like, oh, no, okay, sweet as I'll go watch the highlights. Oh, sorry, <laughs> you, mate. you were like, oh, good, Bears, we're so proud of you. No, nah, I don't care. Like, I'm not yeah. one of those guys that get real <laughs> sour over finding the result over text. I was like, oh, sweet, okay, oh, he lost. Oh, poor bugger. <laughs> I, think, I think he's doing okay. Um, we'll, we'll catch up with Bears after 7 o'clock and we'll find out. Yeah. And thank you for all your messages of support to him as well. But we'll find out what he's up to and what he's planning on doing for the next wee while. Before he comes home, we'll um, we'll work that one out. And actually, I see Stephen Fleming is has gone off and he's joined the Black Caps for five days. So he's going to go and give. So while Baz is sitting poolside, Flemo's giving the Black Caps some mentorship, which is going to be huge. You know this guy. You know what he's like on the fairways. How good's he going to be ahead of this World Cup? Oh, cohesion. Oh, cohesion. Fleming. He'll be good, mate. He'll be good. He'll be going in and just having. A, I think it was just more about the experience. Uh, the like there was a lot of chat when we spoke to Dooley. I know we're going to get off in a minute. Dooley going talking about the conditions. You know the conditions of playing in the UAE, and that's going to be a huge factor in this competition. So just sharing his experiences of the last couple of weeks, I think it'll do wonders for the Black Caps. And looking forward to watching that as well, mate. Bang on, is he? All right, let's get off to the news with Trudy back with the Love Racing NZ update. Double eight, double three. Craig's text through. Uh, a winner he had over the weekend. Send us a message. Did you back a winner? I would love to know who you backed. And uh, we'll have a look at that in the loveracing.nz update coming up very shortly. But right now, it's the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-seven minutes away from seven o'clock Monday morning, and there is a ton to debrief, but also a ton to follow on with. Uh, the NFL is away and kicking right now. The Giants up 3-0 against the Rams in the first quarter. The Colts up 6-0 as well. And this morning, while the Jaguars did the Dolphins one in London, 23-20. I'm sure a lot of uh, London Towners would have loved that. A very close game. The PGA Tour is up and running as well. Of course, we got the CJ Cup at the Summit Club. That's only worth about $10 million, so... No worries. We'll keep it up to date with that. And in the Premier League, uh, Arsenal, no, Tottenham are 3-1 up. So Baz will be happy. 3-1 up and they're about to beat Newcastle, the newly owned Newcastle. I'm sure we'll catch up with that at some stage this week. But right now it's time for a loveracing.nz update because what a weekend of racing it was. Over on the outside, Seve Blanc. We've got Hardik hitting the front. Seve Blanc is trying to draw it in the Arsenal match. Savio Blanc gets the Liverpool. Hardik second, third, very close. 
Yeah, well, um, look, it doesn't really matter in the end because Savion Blanc, I, I spoke about how there was no Group 1 winners. That's what really doesn't matter. There was no Group 1 winners in this field going into the race. But that doesn't matter because now Savion Blanc is one, and she's a very valuable, very valuable mare. Um, she probably was the horse that if you said who should be a Group 1 winner, pre defer maybe, Bowden maybe one day, but... Sevillon Blanc, she's a proper mare and she did it the half the hard way. She she didn't jump out of the barrier as well the week before or the race before, but congratulations to Jamie Richards and Connections that figured her out. And um yeah, super effort in the Livermore Classic at Hastings, the end of the triple crown. And Craig's come through uh Emanon down in Ashburton, he backed at a whopping price of twenty-six dollars, mate. <laughs> I tell you what, I was on commitment that race, so well done to you. And uh, yep, Lionel Dobbs got a lovely winner there. And racing at Ashburton was really good. And it was spearheaded by Tony Pike's Philly, and we did spit we've spoken about her previously. There you go. She won last star and she backed it up here. She bet Arc de Triomphe and I wish I win. And she would now surely have to be the thousand guineas favorite down there, I reckon. And so great racing at Ashburton, awesome racing at Hastings. And then, of course, over at Randwick and um, at Caulfield as well for the Caulfield Cup. And Izzy, that leaves us at this time of year. It's Cox Plate Week. It is. So, look, I backed pre fair in that um, Livermore. They had pre fair just from uh, last race when it nearly took down Corsair Mav. Yep. Or and uh, um, Tarzino. So, look, I was yeah, I was I was backing that, and obviously I didn't watch the race. I was at um, had to go to work in at, at uh, Rugby Park there, watching the Canterbury Hawks Bay game. So I just put on a few multis. So I had um, pre fair in that. I had Nature Strip into Delphi in the Caulfield, and obviously Delphi led the way, but then just. Fell to bits, but that Cox Plate, mate, incentivised. What's that? That'll be paying what? Incentivised for the Melbourne Cups paying two dollars forty. So they're going to skip the $2. Cox. dollars. They're going to okay, skip, skip the, the Cox, Cox Plate and go but, straight to Melbourne. Yeah, just because apparently it's for the first time the horse felt like it had a race, so it did get it took a little bit out of it. They they re- I mean, it mm. kicked away. The funny thing is about the Melbourne Cup and the Caulfield Cup is that, well, especially in the Melbourne Cup, you get penalised for winning. So, the, so the, the, <laughs> yeah, so incentivise is going to have to carry probably, I don't know when the weights come out, but it's probably going to get given to maybe about, I'd say between one and a half and two and a half more kilograms to carry in the Melbourne Cup because of the distance it bet the field in in the Caulfield Cup. Oh, wow. So every length you put on a field in, um, for a handicap race, yeah. So the chief handicapper, Greg Carpenter at Racing Victoria, it'll be interesting to see where he lands, but incentivise, the market still tells you they don't care how much it's carrying. It is going to win. Like it had so much horse and it just kept going through the line. He just wanted to extend and extend away. So he might be a bit of a freak show and this, this Melbourne Cup might be, well, his to lose, I think, is he? Well, yeah, mate. Honestly, I thought they could have just taken it a bit easy when they were going to the line, but they felt like they just wanted to smash them. They put 10 lengths on it. That race, that was three wide around the bend, and I was thinking, man, it's got to be good to win this. And it steamed home and smoked them. And I was like, oh, what a horse. Why did I not back that? $2, I think it was 250 or something. Like, good money. Good money to get back. Anyway. I'm looking at the Cox Plate, mate. So you got Zaki paying three bucks. You got Zaki paying three bucks. Animo paying four bucks. Very Elegance paying eight dollars. Probabil's eleven dollars. Corsair Maz coming to twenty-one bucks. So look, who, who who are you thinking for the Cox, mate? You think you still you still like Zaki after Probabil got it or what? 
Look, I, I like Zaki more this time. I think James McDonald's yeah. um, James McDonald's on his way down to Sydney. Uh, sorry, to Victoria. He's going to um, sit there and he's going to isolate for seven days. So he's not doing any riding into Victoria. So he's got an exemption and then he's going straight to the track. And I think that's a big plus. Not that Willow isn't a good rider, but I think James McDonald understands Zaki. He knows how to ride it. Um, but for me, it'll be Animo. Carrying forty nine and a half yeah. kilograms, the lightweight, the very lightweight of a th- because he's a three year old, he gets all of that weight exemption, um, and against the older horses. Like it's hard for a, I'll tell you a famous horse that you'll know the name of that won won the Cox Plate as a three year old, Savabil. So it, that's the sort of horse you have to be, the sort of colt you have to be to win the Cox Plate as a three-year-old. But I think Animo might have a little bit of freak about him. So like, it's a gun. It's going to be a huge week ambling towards that. Um, this is a. What about Probabil, mate? Surely uh, does Probabil Kazakh carry a bit more because it was one a bit Zaki last. Um, now wait for age. So it'll get the fifty-five. Oh. I think fifty-five and a half. Oh yeah. Geez, racing's confusing. Um, <laughs> I, so, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now look at. She just needs a good track. She needs a very good track. So um, if it's wet, they won't even race her. They'll wait till the Empire Rose. That's what I'm hearing out of the stable. Um, and that makes sense. So they'll hold her back an extra week. The other race this weekend, of course, which um, I do have a vested interest in, is the Invitation at Sydney. On Trivier, remember we were tipping out those futures odds? We said if you think it's going to mm. win this weekend, which it is, go and take the $9. Well, I might have got a bit of the 17s a few months earlier, and she's going to start at about a $2.80 favourite. So we'll be watching that very keenly this weekend, and um, I might be texting the show with those incentivised tickets. Anyway, it's 20 minutes away from 7 o'clock. There's a great text here from Richie. Richie, we'll get to that before the end of the hour. Courtney Duncan, yeah, she is an absolute superstar. But right now, the Kennard Tire phone line, 0800 150 811. Give us a call because you know what's coming up. And it is a Monday means test. I say that it is an absolute doozy. There's a couple of questions in here. I don't know what Kieran's been up to over the weekend, but he's feeling nasty. <laughs> 20 minutes from seven. Give us a call. Quizzy Dag after this. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. Yeah, that's, that's, probably, that, that's, that's my number one hit. And then I've just obviously done the number one two hit. That's going to come later in the week. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Daggy, quizzy dag. Quizzy. Great to hear Baz's little little laugh in that. Be back soon. Be back soon. He's coming back from the UAE. He joins us just after seven, so stay tuned. But now it's time for Quizzy Dag. And we've got a doozy for you. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, Kev. How are you, mate? How was your weekend? I'm good too, yep. That's good. You feeling confident? Oh, I hope so. Here we go, mate. Here we go. Question number one. Nazi Pro East Coast beat Buller on Saturday to break their losing streak. What year did they last win the match? Five. Four. Three. Two. Nineteen ninety four. No. Sorry. Sorry, Kev. Was it ninety four, brother? Have a good wait. have a good day, mate. 
Tim. Good morning, Tim. Morning. Morning, Tim. Nati Pro East Coast beat Bull on Saturday to break their losing streak. What year did they last win a match? Uh, yeah, I know. It was 54 games ago. What year? 54 Five. games ago. Oh. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Timmy. <laughs> Wait, Brenton, Brenton from Auckland. Good morning, Brenton. Morning, brother. Morning, brother. Uh, I'm Nazi lost as well, man. I'm going to just say, I'll just say uh, 2004. Mm, no. No, it wasn't 2004. Sorry. It wasn't 2004. 54 games. Usually you can do some maths here. You try and guess how many games in a season. But anyway, here we go. Uh, Richie. Richie. Good morning, Richie. Morning, Izzy. Fair, uh, morning, 2013. Brother. It was serious. 2013. There you go. All right, mate. Question number two. Richie, who is the only current black cap who played in the IPL final between Flem's Chunai, Super Kings, and Baz's KKR? Only current black cat. That would be Lockie Ferguson. That is correct. That is correct. Question number three. Who will Carlos Spencer coach in the Major League Rugby in the United States? New Orleans. Yeah, we'll give you that. Yeah, nice. New Orleans for sure he is. Question number four. What was the highest world ranking Kiwi tennis? Uh, what was the highest world ranking that Kiwi tennis star Marina Urakovic reached in singles? Five. 53. No. No. Sorry, Richie. Morning, Craig. Morning. How was it? Morning, Craig. What was the highest world ranking? No. Was it 53? Thank you. Sorry, bud. John, good morning, John. Morning, Izzy. Morning, mate. What was the highest world ranking that Kiwi tennis star Marina Rakovic reached in singles? I'll have a stab at 14. No. Wasn't 14. Sorry, bud. Alan, good morning, Al. Good morning, Izzy. Here we uh, go, Al. Good time, mate. It was 39, Al. Here we go, Alan. Beautiful. Come on, Al. Question number five, Al. Question number five. This is your time to shine, mate. Who rode our Waverly Star in the famous 1986 Cox Plate Battle, which was dubbed Race of the Century? Oh, my God. I'll have to go for... Um, David Walsh. No. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, Al. Sorry, Alan. Giggy. Gig. Hey, Gun. How are you? Good, mate. You got it? You got it? Good time to go, but I wouldn't have a clue. Okay. Who rode our Waverly Star in the famous 1986 Cox Plate Battle? Nah, sorry, boys. Don't have a clue. Kiki, all good, mate. Have a good day, brother. Jade. Jade, good morning. 
Hey, brother, how are you? I'm good, bro. How are you? You confident? You go, give it to me, brother. Yeah, bro. Lasso Sullivan, brother. Lasso Sullivan, Jay. You won, brother. You won. This will be your first win, isn't it? Yeah, good way to start a Monday morning. Good way to start a Monday morning, mate. 50 bucks courtesy of the TAB. What are you, you going to go for? You had a good weekend on the punt? Oh, I don't really punt too often, bro, but hey, sort of go home or you know, go hard or go home when it comes to punting, so put 50 on something, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice, bro. Nice. Awesome. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Sweet. Cheers, brother. Just like Cheers, brother. that. Just like that. David Walsh from Allen, which is a pretty oh. good answer because he did win a Cox Plate. So, mm. oh, Al. Oh, Al. One, oh, day. Al. One day, Al. One day, Al. One day, Al. <laughs> Keep calling the kid out to our phone line, Al. 0800 All right, plenty to go. Bears coming up after 7 o'clock. There's heaps of sport on. How's this? Scotland's just beaten Bangladesh in the 2020 World Cup, one of the cricket qualifiers. So go on, Scotland. They've won. Um, and there's EPL going on. Baz's Tottenham have got up and plenty of NFL. But after this, a quick version of Trudy's World. Baz coming up after the news, not far away at all. Uh, and Richie, we'll get to your text about Courtney Duncan. It is a good point. She has been going super, so we will get to that. I haven't forgotten about it, but right now it's... It's Trudy's World. 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 Happy Monday. Welcome to the 18th of October. Back to school for Kiwi Kids today. Term four begins, so have a nice one. Well, not for Aucklanders, Northlanders and Waikato kids. They're still in level three. We'll find out the Savo about four o'clock, whether we're going to lift the levels, leave them or whatever. Anyway, Aucklanders into lockdown week 10. And I love this on social media over the weekend. Lockdown has turned Aucklanders either into hunks, spunks, loads of people that go out running, chunks, Drunks or skunks, and I didn't quite get it. Like, what's a skunk? And then I realised I caught up with a girlfriend for a picnic yesterday, and she had she's normally got quite dark hair, and she had this line because she hasn't been able to do her colour. Oh, so I got the skunk. Then I was like, because I didn't get the skunk. Yeah, so t- yeah, so lockdown turns you into a hunk, a spunk, a chunk, a drunk, or a skunk. And um, and then I looked around here, and there's some crazy lids going down. You are hiding your long hair under a cap, Louie, and Kez has done the same under a cap, and. Look, I reckon Joe wins. Look at his little floppy choppy hair. He's like so cute. <laughs> and Izzy's the only good one. Mine's back in a ponytail. It's a mess. Yeah, Izzy gets a haircut like once a week. So. Yeah, so hunk chunk spunk. Yeah. Sponsored haircuts <laughs> at his house. He, gets a, he, has a, he, he just clicks his fingers and gets a hairdresser and barber to come to him. No, that's my father, mate. He's a good man. He comes over. I don't sponsor. I pay him, Louis. I pay him. Oh, sorry. I pay him. sorry. And, I, and he just had a little baby too, and I um, gave him a nice bottle of red. So here you go. Oh, good. Here you go. Good. No, and of course you do, mate. But it is good. It's that door-to-door door, 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 door service with that barber. Jealous. Jealous. That is definitely goes in the category, which a lot of it goes in your, your truffle cheese category and the must-be-nice category. <laughs> For Izzy Dag in the pool house. Anyway, uh, coming oh. up to the news with Trudy. Baz is called and he's on the line. Give us a text, double eight, double three. We're going to go track down him at Cafe Coffee. Right there, it's the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Monday, the 18th of October, and it's just after 7 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Coming up, we've got Baz. The skip, the one and only, 
Brendan McCullum. Can't wait to chat to him. And Damo, Damo, we haven't heard from you. Since our skip left, you've just gone into hiding or you've gone somewhere, mate. Baz wants to chat to you. Baz wants to chat to you on the airways. So give us a call on 0800 150 811. Damo, and we'll put you on the line and you can have a wee chat to Baz. That would be great, wouldn't it? Anyway, coming up on the show, we've got Jose Aguirre. He's going to talk about provincial rugby, Heartland rugby. That was in full flight over the weekend. East Coast getting a first win since 2013. 54 games. Ma'anonu, Fafili Lavave, and actually the coach, player coach, Jose Aguirre, lacing up the boots. So looking forward to chatting to him. And then just after 8 o'clock in the morning, we're going to chat to Dan Carter. The one and only Dan Carter. He's just released his new book, 1598. Uh, it's obviously the amount of points he scored in Tess. He is a leading Tess point scorer. In the world, and uh, he's going to join us just after 8 o'clock. So we've got a good show coming up, but right now, right now, it's time for the one and only Baz McCullum. Baz McCullum. It was Baz versus Flem on Saturday morning, and the KKR took on Flem's Chennai Super Kings in the final of the IPL. It was just one hurdle too many for our skip, but results aside, we are so proud, and we can't wait to have our good man home, Brendan McCullum. He is on the line. Good morning, Baz. Good morning, brother. How are you, Is? Oh, mate, I'm I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, mate. I'm good, actually. Just, uh, yeah, sort of decompressing Ooh. after uh, was a pretty um, emotional last is week, that, I guess. Is that voice a bit well. croaky? Is there a bit of dust? Is there a bit of a croaky voice? Is it? Is that Sam's oh, that might have been a big, big Cuban cigar at the end of the uh, at the end of the tournament, sitting out on the balcony with a couple of the lads, but. Yeah, so my apologies. Not no, no, not a great radio voice, is it? But anyway, um, no, great week, great week, and, and a great tournament. And look, we fell short, but if anyone else was going to win it, um, my good friend Flemo winning it um, again was was pretty special. So we managed a, a nice little moment together, and we've got a few days coming up where we can celebrate both our team and and his team's performance. And it'll be good to catch up with him actually. Yeah, nice, mate. Oh, look, results aside, we'll get on to that later, mate. You've got to talk about the tournament. For you, you know, a pretty successful tournament, and, and we've spoken about it before, but you must be very proud of where the lads were able to come from to get to the heights and actually re- reach the final, eh? Yeah, 100%, bro. Look, we were we were dead and buried, to be honest, at the halfway mark, and and such is the, such is the nature of this tournament as well. Like, it's so cutthroat, the performances, if, if you don't measure up, um, you know, the, the the page gets turned and, and someone else gets that opportunity. So, look, I, I understand the the mortality um, rate of uh, of a coach in this in this kind of competition, and I was very fortunate. I was able to put together a support staff, um, which I um, that I knew and I and I trusted for pretty much at this exact moment. So that you know, when things were tough, um, you knew that you could rely on them. That they were loyal and, and they had your back and you could stick to the initial plan. And once we were able to do that, funnily enough, we were able to gain um, enough confidence within the unit and enough clear messaging that um, that we were able to turn our performances around. And look, it was actually a magical campaign, lads. We stripped out, mm. the irony is we stripped yeah, out all man. the high performance stuff, um, all your meetings, all your... Um, all your real analytical stuff, uh, all your selection meetings, all your reviews, previews. We stripped pretty much everything out um, and we literally just got the boys back to spending time together in a laughing, joking kind of environment. And um, and it's funny how that, funny how that helped and it got them to gel. 
Do you think that could, oh, just think about that as being stimulating. Like, there's nothing worse when you, you're stuck in a, a routine. When you've done something for so long, the routine can get quite stale after a while. So that, that would have been quite refreshing for the lads. A lot of buying from them. Yeah, a whole heap of buying, mate. And look, I, mm. it's not easy when you're trying to blend different cultures and different ethnicities in a short period of time for a common goal. But I guess that's the, if I, if I look at the two campaigns, the first one was probably the ideal high-performance environment but it was not the right environment yeah. for the group of men that we had. The second setup, which was just more about trying to spend quality time with one another and in a relaxed environment and getting to know one another, like we, we did some uh, some real basic things, you know, like every day we'd sort of do pool sessions or beach sessions, we'd play mm-hmm. beach volleyball and have these kind of little games. And it, it just seemed to break down a lot of barriers. And I think that's one of the greatest learnings from this campaign is that, um, you know, there's – there's certain things which you think are the right thing to do, and then there's just getting a whole group of people together and having fun. And funnily, how that how that kind of broke broke down a lot of barriers, and the guys went out there and played a brand of cricket, which which um, gave us a, a good chance, albeit we fell short. Gave us our best chance, so it was it was pretty cool and created some memories which you can look back on pretty fondly as well as. Baz, you obviously spend a lot of time around Flem and you guys share ideas and I'm sure like different styles of leadership. What what about other coaches and and um, kind of this level of IPL or other cricket? Do you imagine or do you know whether other camps are like this and do you kind of take ideas from other places and know what other environments within the IPL were like, whether it lent to that high performance side or more of that just continuity side aspect of it? Um. Yeah, look, I, I guess Flem is probably the closest um, that are, that I've of all the coaches that I'm not obviously good mates with Ricky Ponning as well, who coaches Delhi Capitals. Uh, get on really well with Mahala J. Wardner, who coaches Mumbai Indians, which has Shane Bond and the support staff as well. So, look, there's some guys who oh my phone's going off. So there's some some guys who you learn from, um, you know, and you, and you look at how they shape their environments and how they try and blend together those cultures and and ethnicities and and, and and you try and piece a little bit of that stuff together. But uh, the thing I've found is that um, you, you really just have to do it your way. Well, you have got to do it the way that you believe is right rather than trying to conform yeah. to something to try and to try and um, get the results. Ultimately, that's just masquerading. <laughs> and and you, do, you do that sometimes if you're trying to hold on to a job. If you just immerse yourself in the job and you do it to the best of the abilities that you believe is right, then you've got more chance of actually being successful at it because I think then it's authentic and and people buy into authenticity um, and that's something that Flem's taught me and and you know he said to me on our on our jet home last time round when our team was sitting <laughs> two wins from from seven games uh, I remember he, he kind of said to me just do it your way mate your way seems to work and it worked for New Zealand and it'll work in yeah. India just just do it your way and then whatever happens you can be content that. That, um, that, that you were authentic to that. Mm. Wise words. Wise words from the great Stephen Fleming, mate. And he's right. Do it your way, mate. And it's done wonders. You've, you're doing it your way on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast, mate. And we miss you here on the show. Looking forward to getting you home, mate. But before then, was there a little bit of banter thrown backward and forth between <laughs> you and Flemo? Because he loves a wee bit of a chat on a WhatsApp group, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he's in. he doesn't mind a little bit of a sort of... <laughs> You know, a provocative text to to just sort of lead you into something. But now, look, we actually had it. We had a bit of a we had a bit of a uh, agreement that um, whoever wins the the final 
Um, so we have three, four days together. When So I'm currently in Abu Dhabi at the moment. Everyone else has actually left, actually. So I'm sort of here on my own. Um, Flem's helping out New Zealand at this point in time, which is pretty cool for them. Um, and then we meet up on the 20th, um, and then we actually fly out on the 24th back to New Zealand. So during those four days, we had an agreement that whoever wins the IPL, they take care of that bill. So all I can say is look out, look out, look out, Stephen. Oh, how good. What's on the cards, mate? What are, you, what are you eating? Are you going to get New Zealand lamb rack or what? That'll cost about a billion yeah. bucks. Yeah, that's right, New Zealand lamb racks. I reckon some New Zealand... Some New Zealand wine somewhere in the in the hotel in Dubai, maybe some golf. I'd imagine maybe a little bit of whiskey, a couple of cigars. Oh, I think it could be a great few days. What can you actually do, Ben? Seeing Flem's paying. Like, what, what do you? What, so you'll be in Dubai. Like, what is um? It's so far. <laughs> look, the international world is so far removed from our reality. I don't even remember what it's like to be in another country. What 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 do you do? Like, what are you guys going to get up to? Um, oh, literally, we're going to play golf, probably sit by the pool and uh, and probably have a couple of scoops, I'm imagining, and talk about our experiences um, throughout this time and and, uh, and and just, you know, invest in some memories, I'm guessing, lads. But you can pretty much do whatever you want over here. Literally, you put a mask on and, and you're good to go wherever you, wherever you want. You, if you're double vaccinated, you just have to show... Um, Show your uh, your card, which says what your vaccinations are, and you can you can kind of get on with with life, which which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be good. It'll be good to spend a bit of time on Flemo. I'll get the real detail on WhatsApp post this conversation or what they're really going to get up to, mate. I'll get all the gravy from Bears <laughs> after this conversation, mate. Listen, Kelly, they're just going to be picking up the kids and other husbands alone by the pool. Poor girls, poor girls. But, mate, we're looking forward to getting you home, man. We're looking forward to getting you home. Have you been watching any of the racing while you've been over there? It was a big weekend yeah, of racing. Watched... Yeah, bro, it was a great weekend, wasn't it? Nature Strip and incentivise. Oh. It was, yeah. No, nah, the racing was it's starting to heat up. Eh? It's bloody good, actually. What, my horse had a good run on Saturday, too, Tabata. Yeah. Hastings yeah, didn't have a whole lot that. of luck. But... My dad backed that. Tell them next start, up to the mile, next start, should be hard, should be hard to beat. Don't be a moron, get more on. <laughs> Don't be a moron, get more on. It hasn't really worked for me since you left, Bears. It's been a tough old slog on the punt, but it's okay, it's okay. But anyway, tell us, when, you, when you're coming home, when are we going to get you back on the airways, mate? Everyone wants to know. Just just on that, don't be a moron, get more on. Gamble responsibly, of course, it's TAB. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm back on uh, I'm back on the 25th, so I'll be into quarantine. Um, then I've got all the team, all the back-end team, Josh and all the lads sent me uh, a kit over here. So I'll be able to park up and quarantine and join you, my brother, in, in the mornings mm. and join you as well, Louie. And um, and be able to join join the fellas and and all the team and looking forward to getting back and and seeing all you guys and jumping on the airways with you. I've missed you. Eh? I know you've been holding yeah, the fall back home, doing a a wonderful job. Actually, your introduction was fabulous too. Like real polished <laughs> broadcaster. I was like, geez, he's been a good few weeks for the, for the Ismaster. <laughs> oh yeah, but the Ismaster the Ismaster's come a long way since Bears has come. Mate, like, let's be honest, mate. I was on your shoulders for the whole first two months, and then you've gone away, and I'm like, wow. 
I'm really going to have to pull something out of my bum here and just come away with it. So, look, I've really enjoyed the development, mate. But let's be honest, it's it's not a show without you, and we're we're really looking forward to, to getting you home, man. I know the family will be missing you. How they been doing? Yeah, bro, that's right. They, um, yeah, it's been a while now, and obviously another two and a half mm. or three weeks pretty much coming up. But, you know, that's that's what you sign up for in, in the gig too, and that's the way the world is at the moment. So it was a good opportunity for us to to go away and fulfill the obligations we had, which we had set and obviously making it through to the final made it made it all worthwhile. So look forward to the summer and spending plenty of time at home and you know, invest a lot of time with them um, during during that time. But for now they they're just operating and trying to dodge the trying to dodge the yeah. lockdowns. We're in obviously in Matamata so the, the Waikato lockdown's a little a little close for comfort. Yeah. Um, yeah, but for now they've still got a bit of freedom. But hopefully everything's starting to uh, talk to me. What is everything getting itself sorted back home? Our vaccination rates are up. When are we just when are we just blow this thing open and just carry on with life? Yeah, look, good, open the borders, uh, no quarantine. It's a good question. Oh, we've missed that, honestly. We've missed that. It's a it's a yeah. good it's a good question, Baz. Look, we had a thing called Super Saturday this weekend, so we uh, vaccinated. What do we vaccinate? Two point five percent of New 130, Zealand. Hundred thirty thousand people. But the mm. issue is, mate, we've still got five hundred thousand Kiwis that aren't vaccinated and. Uh, probably a good whack of them that aren't interested in being being vaccinated. So, I mean, there's a conversation to be had when you get back. Show some leadership. This could be Dare to Dream 3.0. Maybe we could Dare to Dream to have a 97% vaccination rate. You can give us some inspirational pep talk. We might be able to get people out and to do it. But until then, it's kind of hard to know what's going on. Although it does seem like because... People are gonna because the lockdowns are ending, so we're gonna have COVID in the community. They're not gonna have enough MIQ rooms for people returning to New Zealand. So I think that people will be uh, isolating at home before the end of the year. That would be, I, I think, there will be like a trickle on. You know, they'll start phasing it, and you might have been about two months too early, which is probably not exactly what you want to hear. Here's an idea. How's about those that don't want to get vaccinated? We can use the MIQ facilities for them, and the rest of the country can get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> reverse it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Blow it open. Oh, Let's go. It. Everyone's vaccinated. Move we on. need to if get going, mate. I know what you mean. Yeah. Jacinda's yeah. going to make that decision. She's going to come on the airways, give us a solution, give us a date, and say, if you're not done by then, well, you're going to prison. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Gee, the show has been a lot less political now I think about it. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had that feeling. That's the most political thing I've ever said. <laughs> yeah. <you> just... <laughs> well, that's not true either, is <laughs> oh, I know. You know, oh, don't bring that, that up. Don't, don't bring that up, Baz. <laughs> hey, Baz. Um, well, I was spoken about well, it. Was a good uh, colour though. <laughs> um, Certainly, my favourite colour too. You, you mentioned that. You mentioned that Flem's spending some time with the Black Caps. That's um. So that came through yesterday. They sent the Black Caps uh, kind of announced that that. He's doing a few days. Can you imagine he's be doing some mentorship? And what will he be able to offer? I mean, I know you've spoken about his sorts of style of leadership and cohesion quite a bit, but in that specific instance with the Black Caps guys of ahead of a World Cup, what do you imagine he'll be doing and talking about? Um, well, first of all, I think it's fantastic. For um, it's, it's incredible um, that New Zealand cricket's been able to to hook him in. Really, for I know it's only four or five days, but you know, the the advice that he that he will give and the 
the presence he'll have in and around that group is is significant. Not only is he obviously a former New Zealand captain who who sort of held the fort for a long period of time, but he's also you know had a stamp right throughout on on New Zealand leaders post um, his his time as a player as well as a, as a bit of a mentor and. And he's been over here. He's been incredibly successful as a coach, and and uh, for CSK, and, and obviously they won the tournament. But his knowledge of the grounds and conditions and environments, look, it'll just be a tremendous resource. And it's yeah, well done to New Zealand cricket to rope him in. I don't imagine it was cheap. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's great for them, and, and great for someone like Kane to be able to, you know, lean on. Um, lean on Flem a little bit with some information and, and also the the support staff too, Gary Stead and all his coaching team. Um, what they can learn off someone like Flem and just the presence and his calm demeanour um, will just be, will mean so much to all of them. So, hey, it may not result in instant gratification um, in terms of wins in this tournament, but I think the impact of his involvement, even just over four or five days, we felt in, in time to come. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Love seeing Flem in there, mate. We love seeing Kiwis flying the flag around the world, mate. We're, we're super proud of your Bears over there, and uh, you're leading the Bears and Izzy for breakfast show on the world stage, mate. We can't wait to have you home, brother. Not long now. Travel safe. Enjoy those four days. We'll leave you alone in those four days so you can actually get some good R&R with Flem. Get the goal. Uh, hit the fairways and uh, play well, mate, and we'll catch up soon, eh, bud? Cheers, boys. Love you lots, lads. Take care. I'm doing a great job. Yeah. See you soon, yeah, Skip. Can't wait to have you back. Oh, good to hear the old dulcet tones, even with the Cuban cigar, <laughs> the husk in the throat. It's so good. Oh, that was a husk. It just brings back memories. The old, the old end of year do husk. <laughs> so good. <laughs> well, and he deserved one as well. There you go. Catch up with Flem. So, oh. what I also gathered through that is actually. Um, by a degree of separation, New Zealand cricketers shouting Bears four days in Dubai. So, mm. <laughs> but whatever, whatever that check is, it's a decent amount. 21 and a half minutes past seven o'clock. That was Bears out of the UAE. He'll be back and on the airwaves, hopefully not too much longer than a week or so. We'll work that one out. And he'll be back, Damo, so you'll be able to give us a call and get back into the show. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some NPC. Izzy was at AMI Stadium. No, what's it called now? Um... Yeah, Christchurch Stadium, it's cool. Orange Theory. Orange Theory Stadium to watch Hawks Bay versus Canterbury in the weekend. We'll hear about that and his thoughts on the National Provincial Championship. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It is 27 minutes past 7 o'clock this morning. 0800 150 811. That's the Kennard's higher phone line. It's a huge weekend of sport to dissect. Izzy, on Saturday you were doing mahi, your uh, other job at, for Sky Sport down there at Orange Theory Stadium. And oh, I've got some serious question marks about this Canterbury side. On the other side of it, you probably want to talk about how good Hawks Bay is. Yeah, mate. I'll just have to reference uh, Staffy the Steez. Surely he's heard of the word Steez. You know, when you call someone steezy, you're looking pretty steezy today, Louie. Joe and Kez in the background always looking a little bit steezy. Style with ease. I don't really How think steez and staff are like in the same Venn diagram. And that's not a, not a <laughs> no shade at staff. Oh, but no, no. No, just, no, no. But surely Staffy's heard of the steezy. He's got a, yeah, no, he's all right, mate. He's going good. Steezy, steezy. I love his Chicago Cubs hat. Love his Cubs hats. Anyway, mate. Um, Yes, sorry, I just went off on a tangent. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh, all right, yeah, mate. mate. What a game. What a game. It was, um, 
Look, from a Canterbury point of view, yeah, there's something amiss there. I, I, I just, I, I know the um, loss of Mitchell Drummond at nine was a big factor. I just thought John O'Kiddo and Fergus Burke, there was a little disconnection there at nine and ten era. Um, when they held onto the ball and they were able to build pressure for long periods of time, they actually were finding good gains against Hawks Bay. But you got to put on the other side, Hawks Bay's defence. They made 180 tackles in that match, so without the ball. They are outstanding. They are outstanding without the ball, and that's what championship sides, champion-winning teams, are good at defence. They mm. are good on the defensive end. So Hawks Bay, um, their ability to to defend for long periods of time after a big match. You know, there's a lot of questions coming in about after coming off that such a high against Tasman at home, holding the shield, potentially thinking they locked the shield away, but no, they're going to go again this weekend and against Waikato. But you know, like that performance, there was question marks, and I thought they played outstanding. When you lose a guy, Ash. Dixon, who has finished his um, time in New Zealand rugby, and we're going to say congratulations to Ash Dixon and, and the Hawks Bay Magpies, mate. You'll go down as one of the greatest of all time to play for the Black and White Hoops. And uh, I was lucky enough to be in the changer and post that game with them, and I've just seen how much um, the boys really respected Ash and, um, you know, how much uh, just, you know, that they're going to miss him. So it was real cool to see that. But just watching this Hawks Bay side and, like he got a young squad. I've seen a guy like Idiotara Inari go down to go up to Hawks Bay from Christchurch and just seen his game from go from strength to strength uh, around the park. He's just playing with so much fun. And then that connection with Lincoln McClutchy. And look, the team hasn't been named, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna go. He's gonna get picked up. Whether a Moana Pacifica, like their backline's gonna be Moana. It's gonna be Idiotara. Lincoln McClutchy, Danny Tawala, Stacey Illy, and then you've got Losanya Vissanir, guys like that. He's at, the, he's at the Hurricanes, but there's some quality there, mate. And so for me, I was just so proud. They, like the, the tries they were scoring, they were scoring tries from their own end. They were scoring tries from their own end. They've been defending for a very long time, and then they get a turnover, they throw a ball, they're offloading left, right, and centre. So, look, they deserve their win. They won um, 45-26. That was their first win since 1968. Blair Furlong... Cal Tremaine, I think the score was 8-3. So it's been a long time between drinks. And I know for a fact, going there, they were pretty um, they were pretty disgusted with what... Uh, they were pretty uh, unhappy, I must say, going there because they, they saw the TAB odds. The TAB odds, they were paying $2.60 to win in Christchurch. $2.60. So they saw that and they used that as ammunition. So TAB, keep <laughs> putting them out as underdogs because you're doing a great job. I know for a fact that that really wound them up. So, uh, look, they were clinical. They were very, very impressive. And for Canterbury, mate, look, I know there's a lot of questions to be asked. They've got 13 players that have played Super Rugby. They have got talent. They have got strength. But I just don't know if the direction that they're heading in, maybe from higher above, is, is the right one for them. Izzy, we're going to take that point and we're going to follow up on it this week because I, I am concerned about Canterbury. And I'm very happy for you and your Hawks Bay. Obviously, you are impartial just in the change rooms after the games. Um, very, very uh, non-biased commentator, as you said four times last week. <laughs> um, double eight, double three, because Taranaki also had a big win, 33-26. Who is the best team in the NPC? Championship, Premiership. Who is it? Double eight, double three. I want to know who is the superior side in NPC right now because it certainly isn't Canterbury. It's thirty-one minutes past seven o'clock, twenty-nine minutes to the hour. Our choices flooring poll coming up. That's not the poll, but I want you to tell me double eight, double three. Who is the best side in the NPC at the moment right now? It's the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. And it definitely has been Baz Izzy for breakfast this morning because. 
Well, Baz was on the show just after 7 o'clock talking about his IPL experience falling short to Stephen Fleming in Chennai. Go back and have a listen wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, the lot, or through the SENZ app, of course. Download that and you can listen live and on demand wherever you are around New Zealand and the world. Um, Izzy, I asked who is the premier side in the MPC at the moment, and I want to get to some of those texts soon. There's a few people coming in about Canterbury Rugby, and Brett has come through. Louis got questions about Canterbury. I've got questions about the Miami Dolphins finally get Tua Tagalova back, throws for over 300 yards, and we give the Jags their first win in 20 games. A 1-5 start. Maybe Baz could pay them a visit. Next time we have an NFL analyst on the show, I'm texting for a rant. Filthy. That's from Brett. Well, Brett, you, you've kind of... You've kind of asked there. You want us to talk some NFL, so we will get to that this week. Uh, Washington leads Kansas City 13-10 at halftime, and the Rams are smoking the Giants 28-3 over there in the NFL. Is um, It's time for our Choices Flooring Weekend poll, though, which I always love to do at this time on a Monday morning. A big weekend to choose from. Choices Flooring Floors for Living catalogue is out now. Izzy, I thought about doing Horse of the Weekend and then putting in nature strip incentivizing the horse that Ma Nonu was riding. I thought it, I thought about it long and hard. Yeah. But I'm not going to because I think that instead of the horse that Ma Nonu was riding, East Coast need to be in the pole because they got their win. They broke their duck since 2013. So we're going to go performance of the weekend. And these are the options. So you want to vote on the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast Choices Flooring Weekend Poll, go to our Twitter page, Baz and Izzy for Breakfast, or text us, double eight, double three. Performance of the weekend. And who do we have on offer? Well, we're definitely going to have Incentivise, because Incentivise is... Well, how did you describe it this morning? He was, he was far too good. You couldn't believe that he didn't back him in the Caulfield Cup. He's won by about three lengths. Mm. So Incentivise... We're going to put East Coast in there, breaking their duck. Ma Nonu, Jose Gear, who's coming up very shortly. We're going to put Nature Strip, Chris Waller, James McDonald, Nature Strip. And we're going to put in Hawks Bay because they knocked off Canterbury. <laughs> and that'll keep you very happy, is it? And so there are your four options. Hawks Bay, Incentivize, Nature Strip, East Coast, um, performance of the weekend and with those horse results those racing results you can include include the training and riding efforts so for nature strip james mcdonald chris waller a pretty special effort and incentivize peter moody and brett preble what are you thinking i'm i'm gonna put my neutral hat on because i always wear that (laughs) really neutral here and look if i think i I think about expect expectations and expected so i think it Incentivise was expected to win. I think Nature Strip was expected to win. Hawks Bay in the current form of Canterbury were expected to win. I think from where East Coast has been able to come from, and obviously those players made a big influence in that game with the height, but they came on it was 20 minutes ago, and they were leading 43-12. to 12. So uh, East Coast were already leading, so they didn't really make the difference, the end difference to, to winning that game. So for me, from where East Coast has been able to come from, their first win in, in eight years, and uh, they've been trajecting in the right direction. I think a lot, a lot of the kudos has to go to Jose Gear. He's going to join us soon. So I, I, for me, I, I think East Coast, the first one in eight years, that, that for me will be the choices flooring poll. Choice from me, mate. 
Love it, Izzy. And you're right. Jose Aguirre's coming up, and I think um, we should celebrate this, and we really should make a deal about it because mm. it, it's a, an awesome effort. And on the text machine, double eight, double three, gig, Giggsy's come through. What has happened to Canterbury Rugby lately? Nearly getting relegated last year. I feel like it's been downhill for a few seasons. Chopping and changing coaches every year isn't a good sign. Gig, I do agree with you, um, but I did want to know who's the best team in the competition. So come and help us out. Double eight, double three. Who is the premier side in the NPC at the moment? There's a couple of options here we'll get to shortly, but Jose Gears coming up very soon, is you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, uh, we, we should try and touch on that because Can- yeah, Canterbury, they are like we. I know you're very passionate, and there's a lot of listeners that are very passionate about Canterbury, so we should try and touch on them, what we think. Oh, look, I haven't been involved with Canterbury, but from the outside looking in, there's you know a few things that are probably going on throughout the game. Um, three whispers, you know, floating around. It, yeah, it's it's hard, and, and you're right. They got Mark Brown, and they got. Uh, Ruben Thor, too, you know, Ruben's an absolute stored and a champion of Canterbury rugby. So, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just one of those things. That you've got 13 super rugby players, you've got mm. quality all around the park, but it's just not really trans- transforming onto the park. So, yeah, it's a conversation we should have later on the show, mate. Yeah, definitely, mate. I completely agree. All right, Jose Gear's coming up. You're, he's your tip to win the uh, Choices Flooring Poll with East Coast. Remember, yeah. go vote at our Twitter page, Baz Izzy for breakfast, or send us a text, double eight, double three. Ken's come through with his, his option. I want you to come through with yours. Back with Jose coming up after this. Yes, it's Baz Izzy for breakfast. We're coming up 16 minutes away from 8 o'clock, and Jose Gear's going to come up as his shirt soon and uh, talk about that massive East Coast win. But I was asking, who's the premier side in MPC? And uh, Ken's come through with Hawks Bay. Those Cantabs, after years of poaching players, has come back to fight them big time. Cheers, Ken. Oh, thanks, Ken. Oh, Ken, you're funny. I remember Ken's text message was actually quite a while back when he was picking the loose forwards, and every loose forward was an Aucklander. So he loves his Auckland. <laughs> he is very passionate about his Auckland. But I want to talk. I don't know if you saw this meme, uh, Louie. I saw this meme on Ethan Blackadder. There's a lot of hype around Ethan Blackadder, and this meme came up, and it says, Ethan Blackadder once won a game of Connect Four in three moves. (laughs) (laughs) Ethan Blackadder never retreats. He just attacks in the opposite direction. (laughs) Yeah, this one's Some kids pee their name in the snow. Ethan Blackadder can pee his name in concrete. (laughs) (laughs) Did did we go a long way to creating this legend of Ethan Blackadder by by talking about him every day? I don't know, but there is a lot of hype. There is a lot of hype. And listening to Brad Weber's comments on the Drive show when he said, Ethan, (laughs) they called him a hundy because he just goes absolutely 100% in training. And you hate those guys. When you just want to go 50%, you know, (laughs) when there's a contact drill, you're looking around and Ethan looks you in the eye, you're like, oh, no, here we go. That's that guy. But there's one more. I'll leave you with this one. There has never been a hurricane named Ethan because it would have destroyed everything. <laughs> oh, How good is it? you got to check it out. Yeah, there's a lot of hype around Ethan Blackadder, mate. It's so good. I love it. Yeah, well, he's just like he's got that bit of cult icon He's got that kind of shaggy hair. Mm. I think uh, Richie Moonga <laughs> put up one on his. He, he might have actually started this because on his Instagram story he put up Ethan Blackadder invented giraffes by uppercutting a horse. And obviously, <laughs> it's a joke. But it's, um, you yeah, know, it's pretty good what those lads, uh, they're getting around Ethan Blackadder, and so they should. Anyway, I'll tell you what else we got around over the weekend, Izzy. He? he gives it away quickly to Weiner. Weiner to Bartlett. Bartlett on the cut now with gear. Gear up the middle. He's got Parks with him. He gives it to Parks. Parks stepping. Oh, they're right out to support the effect of gear. Jose Gear with a long pass out to Nonu. Nonu puts the chip in. Chase is there. Does he get the balance? It's come off 
How good, mate. How good was it to see Jose in full flight? Hose, bro, you still got it. You got about nine ads under that shirt, if it looked like, mate. Ruatoria played host to history in the weekend. The losing streak, which was stretched back to 2013, was snapped for East Coast in the Heartland Championship as they beat Buller 50-26. And it was a celebration as all that great Ma'anonu donned the sky blue in what might have been the most popular game of rugby anywhere over the weekend. Alongside Ma. There was a player coach for the day, Jose Aguirre. Fafili Lavave was there as well. Great hurricane player. He's back on the show this morning to debrief a special day. Morena, Jose. How are you, brother? Morena, brother. Not too bad. Thanks for having me back. Oh, mate. Thanks for joining us. Mate, honestly, it was the game of the weekend. I was watching uh, on the Facebook page, on the East Coast Rugby Facebook page, and there was a couple of thousand that had tuned in. To watch that game, mate. Tell us about that experience and what it was like up on the coast. Oh, it was um, it was awesome, mate. So the boys had a pretty had a pretty pretty big day. Obviously, everyone stayed in um, in town on, on Friday night in Gisborne, so that we could accommodate yep. for 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 Skucks and um, and Fafili coming in late. So um, so we started heading up the coast at about nine o'clock in the morning and stopped in Tokomaru Bay for a walk through and had some lunch. Uh, the weather was awesome and. We had to cook a tev, which is um, which is right on the water. So we had lunch there. So the boys were sort of you know enjoying the enjoying the scenery there. And then we we carried on up and stopped and watched um, Nazi Police Coast Women play um, play Turanganui Akiwa for about ten or fifteen minutes. And then yeah, um, yeah. and they headed to Fakarua Park and passed a, a group of horses on the way. So um, yeah, and, and Fafili sort of really enjoyed it. That gave them a good sort of feeling for um, you know what rugby is all about up there. And, and it was just an awesome occasion. Hey, what was the build-up like? You just touched on it then, but was there a lot of hype around the coast? A lot of hype around East Coast? A lot of kids excited? Oh, the hype was massive. Yeah, obviously after um, after naming that uh, that you know Maha was, was was on the bench and and Fafili was coming and, and and also myself. So the town was you know really fizzing and it was our club day as well. Um, Sammy Parks playing his fiftieth game and and yeah, one of our, our old um, supporters had, had had passed away that morning. Um, as well, which is a little bit sad. So I think there were, you know, a lot of mixed emotions running through that day, and it was um, was awesome. Obviously, no, um, all the restrictions had been lifted as well, so um, yeah. everything just came together and was um, um, was beautiful. Mate, I spoke to you earlier in that week, and you gave nothing away, man. And like we we <laughs> like to break news on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast show, and you didn't even give us anything, brother. Come on, what was that about? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, my brother. As much as I wanted to, I, I knew I couldn't. And, um, yeah, I don't like saying things until the until the actual person or something is on the ground. Yeah. You know, we, we had a similar sort of um, situation to when Nehe came and played in our centenary match. So um, couldn't yeah. really say anything until the man was on the ground on the Friday. So, but um, yeah, yeah, it was tough to keep that one quiet. Oh, man, it was the worst-kept secret in the world. I reckon I got about 100 Instagram messages <laughs> telling, people telling me, and I was like, look, oh, I can't break it. That's their news. That's their news. I'll let them do it, mate. But um, let's talk about that special occasion, having Ma'a there. I watched the game, and, like, you know, that the, the, your, your guys' contribution aside, the, the boys had it in the bag from the get-go, mate. I, I think when you boys went on, it was 43-10. So they put on an absolute clinic. Sam Parks, you spoke about it, scoring two tries. Tarangi Fraser, I thought he was very impressive. In his game, mate, you must be pretty proud as as how they're tra- trajecting as a coach. I think they've taken their game to another level, East Coast rugby. Yeah, absolutely. And I, was, I, I was quite confident that uh, that the boys were um, 
were going to do well or they're definitely capable mm. of doing well. And I was reluctant to um, to put us out there and um, I didn't really want to, but I was, was keen. He wanted to jump on straight after half time, so I had to... <laughs> Sort of pull, I had to pull the reins a little bit, and and just quietly at the same time, the old hammy was a bit tight from warming up, so I was too keen on getting out there. But um, I, I couldn't deny the people um, an opportunity to see, you know, all of the boys in the sky blue. So I, I tried to leave it as as late as I could, um, with still enough time for the boys to have, um, you know, a little bit of a run around. But um, I think, um, oh, you know, it, it had been a long time coming. Um, I was never in doubt that the boys were were capable of um, of doing that and playing like that, and and it was just it was just good to see that it was uh, that they were able to play like that in our last home game um, of the year in front of a in front of a pretty awesome crowd. Yeah, mate, I loved it. I loved it. I loved your first touch, mate. Tell us about that. You got a little cut ball. You were opening up. You made a good decision to park <laughs> there, and then he got Angus going for his third. But but tell us about that that, that little moment. You still got it. Yeah, well, so um, the previous kickoff receives that we'd that, that we'd received, um, we'd kicked them back. So I said, "Oh, boys, let's have a crack." Um, so we moved <laughs> it wide, and then you know, space opened up. But it was good having you know, Martin the midfield there. I know I knew that he'd be able to get the get the ball away, something that we've probably struggled with you know in the past. So, um, and he just freed up a bit of space. We were able to run a little bit, and then um, try to keep the ball moving. Obviously, and you know, Sammy got Sammy got tackled, but um, there was no one over the ball, so he was able to pop it up to me. And then, um, you know, we just wanted to try and keep that ball alive and, and keep it moving. Something that we probably haven't um, been able to do a lot of uh, this year. So, um, yeah, and, and, and it was pretty stoked that the, the weather sort of you know permitted for that style of play. Oh, bro, I love that. I love that you can't go past that photo of a goat on a horse, mate. My Anono on a horse. So <laughs> thank you so much for that, man. I really appreciate your time, Hose. Uh, we love having you on the show, bro. I'd love to get you on again. And uh, well done. Well done to East Coast and, and yourself and the lads getting the job done. Um, it's been a long time coming. I know this is only the start. So congratulations, brother. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, brother. Any time, let me know. Awesome. Man, there you go. Jose Gare from the East Coast. They got up. How good. <laughs> the people's rugby, they, they were driving up and they saw some horses and it's just it's just so good. It is real New Zealand. There you go. Uh, East Coast beating Buller 50-26. Um, Thames Valley knocked off Mid-Canterbury 52-35. And how is this? The derby match of the weekend. North Otago versus South Canterbury. Well, South Canterbury got it done 33-27 away from home against North Otago. So that would have been a hard-fought match. It's six minutes away from 8 o'clock. We'll be back to wrap up the hour as well. Dan Carter coming up after 8 o'clock, speaking of goats. Kennard's high phone line there, 0800-150-811. We want to hear from you before the end of the show. The news is coming up next with Kubota, of course. I'll be off to grab him at cafe, but Izzy, you called it. it. DC's your goat. He is one of the goats or the goat for you. Yeah, yeah, oh, I think he is, mate. Like, I, yeah, I just, I pinched myself, mate. Although I said it before, I pinched myself again, you know, that I got to share the field with some absolute legends of the game and two of the greatest of all time, I reckon. So uh, I want to hear from you. Who do you think is the GOAT? Who's the GOAT for you at home? Who is the GOAT of rugby in New Zealand? Let us know on double eight double three because we've got one coming up on the show after eight, and I can't wait to share this interview with you. DC, give us any, if you've got any questions for DC, anything you want to know, Give us a text, double eight, double three, or tell us who your goat is in rugby. Dan Carter, the man, the myth.
Coming up very shortly on Baz and Izzy for Breakfast. This is Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on ECNZ. It is Monday the 18th of October. It's just after 8 o'clock on the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast. Tilly's looking at me. She's in here dominating my TV. So it's gone from NFL to mouses running around on my TV. She's just wondering what I'm absolutely up to right here talking a wee bit of rubbish. But anyway, we've had a good show so far. We've had a good skip, Baz McCullum, on the phone. And how good was he? Great to chat with Baz. He was a little bit croaky, to say the least. A little bit croaky. It's been a big couple of days over there in the UAE. Well, make sure you go to our podcast, our podcast on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Download the SNZ app, and you'll hear from Bears. He gave us his insights to what him and Flem are going to get up to in the next few days, and he also shared what day he is coming home. So if you're missing Bears and you want to know what day he's coming home, head over to our podcast, and you'll get all the details on when and how, what private jet they're stealing, who are they getting home. They ain't coming home and they ain't turning right. Let's just say that. They're going left. They are going left on the plane. But anyway, it's good to chat to our skip. We also spoke to Jose Aguirre. Jose Aguirre joined us to chat about Ma'anonu lacing up the boots for East Coast for Philly Lavave, getting their first win in eight years. First win in eight years. What a champion. What a champion side. Coming up on the show about 8.40ish, we've got Peter Keane. He is a part owner of Nature Strip. Nature Strip won on the weekend. The Everest, $17 million race at stakes, $6.5 million to the part owners. There are 17. Peter Keane is one of the part owners. Steve Hansen, Sir Steve Hansen, got paid on the weekend. How good is that? And, well, another guy that just keeps getting paid. It's time for a McCafe coffee catch-up. And today we go to the top of the pile. Seriously. He has many records to his name in international and domestic rugby, a legend of the sport who is synonymous with a 10 jumper as anyone has ever, at, has ever been from humble beginnings in the rural Canterbury, Southbridge to the top of the world. DC, Dan Carter is with us this morning to chat about his new book, 1598. Good morning, brother. What's up, Diggy? Mate, that was quite an intro. Was that, that must be quite painful having... You have to read that out. <laughs> yeah, it is, mate. That's oh, probably the nicest thing I've had to try and say about you, mate. It's, no, I really mean it, mate. I, I'm so, <laughs> I feel so privileged and honoured, and, and you're probably spewing in your mouth right now, but to be able to share the field with you. And look, it's pretty exciting times. But before then, mate, you've got four boys at home. You're a busy time. You're in lockdown. How's lockdown been for you, bud? It's, it's all right. It could be a lot worse, but um, Honor and I are dealing with the triple threat. Um, newborn <laughs> child, a toddler, and homeschooling as well. So we're uh, back at the homeschooling uh, starting again today. But kids love it. I love having mum and dad around all the time. And I guess before um, this pandemic, you know, I was over in Japan and yeah. I was actually away from the family for a couple of years. So I wasn't the best sort of father appearing around that time. So, uh, you know, to, to come back and spend a lot more quality time with them, it's, it's good. Oh, nice, mate. I love it. I love it. The genes are strong with the young ones, mate. I've seen some kicking techniques there from, from Dad and passed down from Honor as well, mate. So good work there. Hey, we obviously got you on the show. Pretty exciting news for you this week or last week with the release of your new book, 1598, mate. What, what was the inspiration behind this, brother? Oh, this time last year, I would have um, not thought I'd be uh, releasing a book. Um, I was kind of umming and ahhing whether I wanted to 
continue playing or not. But earlier in the year, I decided to hang up the boots. And and as you know, um, you know when you do hang up your boots, it's probably the first time you can really sit back and, and reflect on your career. Where where you are playing, you're just focusing on on your next job, your next task, your next competition. Mm-hmm. So I had a chance this year to sit back and and reflect. And yeah, I thought, well, no better way than doing that than. Um, you know, releasing a book as uh, a celebration of my All Black career. There's uh, um, some pretty sort of special memories, um, you know, th- throughout that time. So I thought I'd just put it all mm. together. And and I actually never, you know, if I got asked, okay, okay, tell us a little bit about your, your 30th test or your 40th test, I'd have no idea. And I, I imagine you'd be the same as he. Um, you probably can't even yeah. remember what happened yesterday, let alone, um, you know, <laughs> five, ten years ago in your career, mate. So, um, But it was a really, really interesting process. Like when I went through it from my first test match all the way to my last, I could remember something within that game, something mm. really unique, something special that happened even the week leading into it. Um, so it was it was quite a, an awesome process to be able to go through. So the book takes you through a wee journey of my black career from my first um, test to my last 13 years later. And, um, you know, for simple minds like you and I, Izzy, it's, it's a picture book, so it's, uh, it's easy to, to get through and read. So uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to enjoy it when you get your hands on a copy, mate. Well, that's what I'm going to ask, mate. I still haven't received it, so I'm, I'm expecting a signed one in the mail soon, I'm hoping, from the great DC, mate. Hey, um... I'm going to talk to you about those 13 years, 112 tests. You, you, you've had many, many memories. Well, like you spoke about it, but there's got to be some that really stick out. Obviously, your first test, your last test. I want to ask you about that bit later on when you put the jersey on for the last time, the, the memories, the emotions. But what are the ones that stand out for you, mate? Yeah, it's definitely the last one, but if we're going to talk about that later, I'll, I'll come back to that. Hard to go past your first one. Um, mm. I remember being a little five-year-old boy growing up in a little rural town of, of Southbridge, 700 people, and and when I was five, it was 1987, you weren't even born yet, um, and the inaugural Rugby World Cup was on, and it was co-hosted by Australia and New Zealand, and the All Blacks uh, went on to win. Now, throughout that tournament, John Kerwin, so John Kerwin was an absolute yeah. machine. I still remember the try he scored against Italy. We ran the length of the field. And from that moment, you know, I was out on my backyard just trying to, to be John Kerr and trying to be uh, the All Blacks. I still remember David Kerr uh, lifting the Webb Ellis cup above his head. And something was installed in me then. I was like, no, I, don't, I want to be an All Black. That's, that's all I want to be. Yeah. So from that time, that was my, my dream. I didn't actually think it would happen because... You know, growing up in a little country town, I didn't think that, uh, that that's the right pathway to, to, to being an All Black. But um, mm. in 2003, that dream became a reality and I got to wear the All Black jersey for the first time and it was such a proud moment singing the national anthem, representing my country and, and doing the haka for the first time. It's just so many emotions on that day, so it's hard to go past uh, you know, my first test match. Mate, everyone has a defining moment in their career that, that defines and shapes their career. Dan Carter on the big stage. I think of one. I think of one in the British and Irish Lions test. For me, that is when you, when you announced yourself on the world stage. Are you on along the same line? What, what is the defining moment that we can read in this book that announced Dan Carter on the big stage? 
Yeah, it's probably hard to go past that line series. It was it really, I guess, put my name on the the international scene. I'd been playing for a couple of years, um, majority of that time in the 12 jersey, but then to have a performance um, like I did in that second Test match against the Lions was was you know it was, I was kind of just everything just seemed to to flow and click that day. I don't know, don't know what it was. Um, I remember the team were really playing for for our captain Tana Rumanga. He held yeah. so much mana within yeah. within our team, and he got criticised a bit um, throughout the press leading into um, that second test. So we really wanted to play well for for him, and I'm just really thankful we we're able to to sew up the series that night and and have a good game. Mm-hmm. But I guess that kind of um, pushed me forward onto the international scene a little bit. Um, but you know, after having a performance like that, then you know the pressure and expectation of me trying to do that every week was was immense. And the fo- game following that was against South Africa over there, and we lost. And I had probably one of my worst games in in the, in the black jersey, so I got brought right back down to worse straight away. And <laughs> rugby is a, a beautiful, um, beautiful way of keeping you know people grounded at, at times, and that was definitely a, a moment for me. So I really had to look at what genuine preparation was and probably read a little bit too much of my own press, to be honest, uh, after, after a yeah. game like that. But we've all been there, mate. We all That was probably about the same time that you changed your email address, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, don't bring it up, mate. Please. Please don't bring it up. Izzy, Izzy Carter at Hotmail.com. <laughs> what? What? Oh. What is this? Oh, no. No. Hey, is that fair dinkum, Dan? Oh man, I, I yeah, leave it to Izzy to explain that. Like, I can't be telling this story. Oh, this is disgusting. You've set me up to fail here. What a, what a sad guy. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. I was at high school and um, my email was Izzy underscore Carter at hotmail.com and it was right through my career. And then I was sitting next to DC in the change rooms at Christchurch and I was like, hey, bro. And he's like, hey. I used to have my email was underscore at carterhotmail.com and he laughed at me and he goes, you idiot. And I said, what? And the worst thing about it, he was laughing at me. I was, oh, what a sick. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks for bringing that up. So much. Oh, it's great. It's great, mate. We've got plenty of stories, but we keep those off the earways, mate. Hey, let's talk about. The high, obviously, this book's got a lot of the highs involved in it. Is, are we able to read some of the, about some of the lows and how you were able to get through some of those moments um, in your career where things weren't going so great? Are we able to get a little insight into those through the book? Oh, a little bit. Um, like I said, it's more of a, a picture book. It's uh, a coffee table book. So there's not not a lot of writing in there, to be honest. Um, I did my autobiography um, six years ago. Sheesh, getting old. Yeah. Um, in 2015. And that really took a journey sort of through the highs and lows. This one, it's more just like a paragraph about something leading into that game. But yeah, it does. It talks a lot about injuries and it talks a lot about sort of bouncing back from injuries. Oh, this is my first uh, game since, um, you know, rupturing my Achilles tendon. And I was extremely nervous going into this game. I had a lot of doubts. So I had a little bit or other um, test matches will, will be... Oh, my first game as a father. Um, these are the things that I was thinking. So it's all very um, does take you on a bit of a journey into sort of my mindset, what I was thinking during that game or leading into that game. Yeah. So I 
I handwritten it all myself, so apologise for all the mistakes. Actually, I gave a copy to to my parents, and Dad rang me up within 24 hours. You've made a mistake. You've you've had a shock. You've absolutely you've had a mistake. I'm like what? How could you pick up a mistake? You know? He goes, Yeah, no, you spelt um slick wrong. You know, you're talking about your boots, and you said that they're sick. Um, isn't it supposed to be slick? And I'm like, no, like that's what the young guys do. You know, they they say oh, these boots are sick. You know, it's like, oh my god, that is an absolute shocker. He was ripping me out for trying to trying to be cool and and using this word sick uh, to explain oh, something that's really Liv. cool. Oh, oh Liv, eh? Oh, he's right. stuck in Southbridge, mate. Way over there, sick yeah. boots. These, so you are a trendsetter. I remember your boots too. They had Marco on them, and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to get your son's uh, boots. Maybe one day I'll chuck Arlo, but no, nah, I retired before he was born. But anyway, um, <laughs> mate, let's talk. I was, I was in the car with Rico yesterday chatting to him about the book, and he had a big part in the book as well. He wrote the foreword. How, how cool was that? How yeah. Oh, that was amazing. But now he's trying to ask for royalties. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Jeez. I was like, come on, mate, are we favour? Now he's like, sending me an invoice. He don't um, need I can't it. believe it. <laughs> exactly. Tell me about it. Um, no, only joking. Um, he uh, he actually wrote some really kind words. It was um, I was blown away. You know, when I read it for the first time, you know, we had a pretty close relationship. Um, you know, yeah, both our careers were were very similar timing. We, um, you know, were in the trenches together for a lot of our battles, and we were just two people that could really rely on each other and push each other. So, you know, to I hold him such high regard, probably the best player that's ever played the game um, and to play you know, my career alongside uh, a legend like that was, was incredible so I reached out to him and uh, he was only too happy to do it and, and then when I was able to read it for the first time it was you know, pretty special so I'm forever grateful for, uh, for Rico and, and, and doing that you know, doing that for me. Yeah, nice. um, I'm glad we brought him up, actually, because I saw your Instagram post of him going out to bat yesterday, but I didn't get a wee update. <laughs> How'd he go? Did he get any runs? No, nah, he, went, he went really good. Like, he's not he's not a you know a polished batter, but he actually got his highest score ever, 19 runs. He got 19 runs. He was actually booking <laughs> it there. I was surprised. No, and they no, needed no. it, because obviously when Rico has to pad up, they're in trouble. So they're, he went in at <laughs> yeah. about 90... 90 for 6, I think he was, and they got to 160. Yeah. So, yeah, he had his own. Oh, nice. Very, very, very impressed. But um, oh, that was good. Him. It was good to cheer. Um, see Rico just so relaxed, you know. He's got two girls. He's a girl dad. And uh, other side of you, mate, you got four boys. But um, it was good to see Rico really relaxed and just enjoying post-footy. Yeah, good stuff. Like, he's put his heart and soul into, <laughs> into his career. So, he deserves a bit of downtime. Yeah, not. Hey, so where do we get the spot, bro? Where, where do we get the spot, and, and where, where can we we purchase this and have a wee look, see, and we look at the pictures? Yeah, I'll t- yeah, I was going to say your mailbox, but I'll be heads in a row for you. Sorry, mate. Um, I'll chase <laughs> that up. But um, for everyone else, all major New Zealand bookstores, you know, you what calls Paper Plus. Um, yeah, you should be able to be able to find it in there, and and hopefully, you know, you'll be able to enjoy the the All Black journey that that I went on. Um, obviously, like I mentioned, it was a a dream of mine. It turned into a reality, and then I was able to, um, you know, drag it out for 13 years and some real highs and lows throughout that career. So I feel like these pitches were an incredible way to, mm. to be able to to showcase that. It's a beautiful coffee table book. Hopefully, 
you know, that can sit nicely on your coffee table and all enduring book that can, can last the test of time. So, um, yeah, let's get your coffee, brother. Nice, Desi. You get me a coffee, mate. I'm looking forward to, to getting that coffee. But before we let you go, I know you're, you're a man with many, many fingers and many pies. You're delving into this NFT business, mate. Can you explain to us noobs what it is? <laughs> oh, it's basically just a, a digital asset. Um, yeah. So it can be a form of uh, collectibles. Obviously, you know, I'm not sure if you used to collect your, your basketball cards back in the day, but I used to collect my wrestling cards. But basically, it's similar yeah. to that. It's all digitized. Or, or it can even be in forms of a community. Um so it's it's a really exciting space. It's it's taken off. It's a, a global nice. mega trend at the moment. It's still early days. It all sits on this new technology. And don't ask me to explain the technology, but blockchain <laughs> technology is is um, the technology that it sits on. Um, so we're kind of going in at the premium end. Um, so yep. working with fine artists. Uh, eventually, I'd love to to work with athletes and sporting entities uh, long term, but. Yeah, it's it's a new project that a few um, few friends of mine sort of put together, and hoping to to be launching you know, really soon. Actually, with our first projects of of some of uh, New Zealand's best artists, so it's exciting, mate. Awesome, awesome, very exciting, Dizzy, mate. You're a very very clever man. Look forward to chatting to you about that. Hey, mate, I really appreciate your time, and uh, look forward to getting the book fifteen ninety eight. Having a wee geezer, having a wee read. And uh, just reminiscing on your, on your amazing career, mate. 112 tests, 1,598 points. What a career. And uh, time to relax and be a father now. So thanks so much, DC. Thanks, Izzy. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. There you yes. go. Izzy Carter. Ah. Izzy. <laughs> Izzy Carter. Uh, that oh. is disgusting, eh? Hey? is... <laughs> Do you know how it come up? Actually, my wife ruined me because I used to, back in the day, there was no phone. So I used to email Daisy when she was at school. And obviously, I set up my account. So she bought back all these emails, all these emails, and it had Izzy Carter. And so she took it and showed DC, and that's how it actually eventuated. Oh, I couldn't Daisy. Daisy, Daisy, mm. she's absolutely launched you under the bus, and then he has launched you under the bus. Oh, that's great. Um, there's some gold text here. DC, the most skillful player we've had in rugby, but Richie is the GOAT. That's from Zane. No question. Richie and DC, top GOATs. Sean from Christchurch and <laughs> Logan from Christchurch would have to be Andy Ellis. Guys, <laughs> Andy is something. He is a true professional, and he's been playing for a long time. For Dan Carter, we know he is the perfect 10, so who is the perfect 15? Wow, there's a question we will ponder throughout. The, we'll ponder that and we'll come back and we'll try to work that one out. I feel like Izzy is the most qualified person on this show, at least to answer that. It's 22 minutes past 8 o'clock. Paul Moate, the party. Hopefully he's washed up from Hawke's Bay and he's back down in Wellington and can answer the phone for us. A massive weekend of racing to debrief with Paul Moate from the TAB. Dan Carter, there you go. Um, the perfect 10. That was his movie, wasn't it? And Izzy Carter, he's not far away on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Of course, another friend of Dan Carter's. Great savings every day. 
All right, Izzy can't be the only one. Let's fess up. Izzy cannot be the only one that used to use uh, star athletes or weird email addresses. Izzy.carter at gmail or whatever it was. What were your embarrassing email addresses throughout the years? Double eight, double three. And if anybody used Baz, had Bazza underscore 20 at leithfield.hotmail.com or something like that, or an Izzy Dag one, let us know. We want to hear from them. Double eight, double three, or 0800 150 the Kennard's Hire phone line. Give us a call. Paul Moate from the TAB surely had a an embarrassing email once upon a time. <laughs> I don't know if I can beat Izzy Carter, though. That's <laughs> sensational. <laughs> I can't believe he pulled it up, but it was embarrassing, man, I tell you. Sitting next to my, I was so embarrassed. I felt this big. You can't see, but it's funny. <laughs> I'll tell you what wasn't tiny was your weekend, mate. Tell us how good was that. Have you dried out yet? Oh, right? once again, the, the Hawks Bay was fantastic. Uh, they looked after yes. us at uh, down in Havelock North. Um, yeah. We went and played Mariah Nui on Friday. We had a great time there in the clubhouse. Uh, and the races were fantastic uh, on Saturday with uh, uh, Savion Blanc uh, picking up the, uh, the group wearing. You thought, oh, maybe it's a chance for someone else to pick it up, but no, Jamie Richards does it again. Yeah. Did you know you got spotted on your way down to Hawks Bay? Did you know that? Someone on the text on the show, they said, I just saw Paul Moari. I think it was in Carterton or Masterton, somewhere you stopped in. So you were getting spied on, mate. You're a celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) My pay grade would suggest that I'm not, so um, I'm I'm happy just staying (laughs) Uh, in the shadows, very, very happy with that. But, yeah, it was a fantastic. The weather the weather was absolutely superb up in the Hawks Bay. Um, just fantastic. Uh, I just want to know, did, did Shag know that you were punting against Nature Strip on the weekend, is he? No, he, he, he didn't. But you want to know what? I actually took Nature Strip in my own bet. I got on okay. it and I took it into Delphi against Incentivize. What an idiot, but... No, I didn't. But were you a little bit sweaty when you saw Mars Crusader coming home? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it looked like oh, well, another couple of strides. Uh, Twenty metres. Yeah, yeah. To just get that start sorted out and oh. uh, watch out, Mars Crusader. Cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I, I, know, I know everyone had quite a good weekend in the showdown. I, I, Smithy, I think Dustin Johnson's lagging a bit behind, and I don't know if the Shark has ever tipped a winner. Um, but other than that, <laughs> we're, we're all going pretty good. And I went back and looked at what we'd been taking, and we've Izzy and me are so like I know I've said it every week, but we're so close to going bang. If you think about, it, we got nosed out <laughs> by Spring Tide. We had Zaki blow up a multi. Um, a tissue was fair enough. And then, it, and then at some stage, we've we've taken Mask Crusader here, and and it's just fallen out of the gates as it does. Did know that, but we're ready. We are we are so close here, just to <laughs> unloading on this competition. You know that, eh? Oh, I'm I can't wait for you guys to like get to the top of the leaderboard. But as you say, it was a very very successful weekend for the SCNZ Showdown. You boys got to collect. Staffy got to collect with his two leg Heartland Rugby multi. The SCNZ Drive Show got to collect with their three-leg Heartland Rugby multi. Uh, and they had the biggest collect this weekend, so they'll get the $100 bonus bet to throw on their tip uh, later on this uh, on Thursday. So, oh, even the Shark got to collect 
first one of the season. You're so kidding. It's, it's a shit. <laughs> <laughs> to beat Waikato. Okay. Well done. Well, Tarak, yeah. they they did that, yeah. and Hawks Bay got up. Hey, Paul, we we got to run, mate. We got to get we get we same time tomorrow, and we'll find out what's yeah. going on. But thank you for inspiring us with this competition because it has brought out the best in all of us, or maybe some really bad competitive spirit. Promotions in play, and hundreds of sports marks to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. Always. All right. We're going to talk some NPC. Give us a call. I hundred one five zero eight eleven. Or let us know your funny email addresses. They are steaming in. We've got to get to those shortly. Right now, it's the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-six minutes away from nine o'clock before Smithy the Doyen is back today. A busy Monday morning over at the PGA Tour. We've got the CJ Cup. Ricky Fowler is leading the way. Twenty-two under from Rory McIlroy on twenty under. And then Cam Smith, Adam Scott hunting back on 18. There's plenty going on and there's lots of great texts. I'm still using my Mr. Cricket, my Mr. Cricket email address owing to the great Michael Hussey. And somebody said, Izzy Carter, this is Alistair, Izzy Carter, surely a segment on the show where your former teammates throw you under the bus. Well, it kind of just happens anyway, Alistair. But I, I, I like that it's where your head's at, mate. Is he? Well, we've got James on the line wanting to talk Hawks Bay and NPC. Before we get to then, the Choices Flooring Floors for Living Spring Sale catalogue is out now. Download today our Choices Flooring poll while you went to our Baz and Izzy for breakfast Twitter page or you text us on double eight double three. I've run the math. The performance of the weekend, and we know who it wasn't, CC Manchester United. Polling the highest... East Coast and the lads, they got 60% of the vote ahead of J-Mac and Nature Strip, Incentivise and Hawks Bay. So plenty of options to choose from apart from Manchester United or Canterbury Rugby, to be fair. Uh, But East Coast and the lads, they got the job done and you picked it as? I did, mate. I did. I picked it. It's a wonderful story. It's great for Heartland Rugby and I've it began a lot of exposure lately, and that is where it begins. Like I said, there's me- there's so much talent in the smaller regions, and the exposure they're getting from this is going to do New Zealand rugby uh, better in the long run. So looking forward to watching more of that. But coming up, we've got James on the line. He wants to talk Hawks Bay. Good morning, James. Oh, morena, is he? Morena. Morena. Yeah. How are uh, you? What are you? Oh, just congrats to Hawks Bay, you know. First win down in Christchurch since 68. Yeah. Sitting top of the table, hold the shield. We mm. had we had Canterbury open up at 1.5 favourites at the start of last oh. week. We had a lot of money come in on Canterbury. But, mate, these yep. people, they need to put some respect on the name, mate. Hawks Bay, Hawks Bay. Hawks Bay. Mate, you've drunk too much there. Hawks Bay lager they're advertising. <laughs> mate, they just play. They're playing amazing footy too, eh? Good entertaining footy, yeah. awesome tries, mm. good defence. Now we've got Waikato yeah. coming. Nah, you... I'll tell you, fellas, from Mulu yeah. Land with your cowbells. <laughs> don't even bother turning up, mate. You're gonna go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congrats to East Coast as well. Yes. How good was that, eh? Oh, that was a good, good win for them. And one more thing, eh? We need to see Hawks Bay Taranaki final, mate. Yeah. That's who the final yeah. should be. So true. Yeah, you're right, because Taranaki beat them in the first round, so they actually got one up on the Hawks Bay lads. But, 
mate, you're right. Hawks Bay. I'll be like I was. I was working with Nisbo, Grant Nisbo, and Justin Marshall. Those are guys that have done over 300 Test matches. Where Nisbo has, and his comments post that match, he said, "Mate, that is entertaining rugby, and people will pay money to watch Hawks Bay when they play like that." And I totally agree. So, as a Hawks Bay uh, fellow ex-player, mate, and yourself, you love the Hawks Bay lads. Very, very proud. And um, you're right. Hawks Bay Taranaki final. Make it happen, NZR, Lancaster. Come on. Make it happen. Make it happen. Hey, one thing, hey, hopefully, um, who's picking up McClutchy, mate? He's bloody on, eh? Great, oh, great question. He, he is game. on. He is on. But that's one thing that's my pet hate, mate. There are st- some questions need to be asked about the Hurricanes region and their recruiting. They have let many, I mean, there's not just Lincoln McClutchy. Over the years, I've lost so many players to other regions and I just don't know what's going on like them to let Lincoln McClutchy not even get him into to walk around the, the, the places and, and not even sign him I think he's going to Moana Pacific but mate Hawks but uh, Hurricanes not having a 10 I don't know what's wrong with them so yeah mate, you're right I think he's going to Moana Pacific mate so that'll be a good get oh well at least it'll be good to see him at his level yeah bang yeah, on James 100%. hey thanks very much James appreciate your call Love your call, James. Love the passion for the Hawks Bay. That's outstanding stuff. James, they're on the road. He's obviously around the region. Uh, one last text before we get off. Hey, boys, mine is Kate's a babe at hotmail.com. It was a family friend who set up Facebook for me way back when, I when, when, way back when, and I never bothered to change it. I do have multiple accounts for more professional uses. Cheers, Paddy Christchurch. That's Paddy that sleep as, sleeps well on the temper bed, I'm pretty sure. It's a good stuff. Paddy, send them through. Double eight, double three. What are your embarrassing email addresses? Like, Izzy Dot Carter, Peter Keen. He's not, I bet you he doesn't have embarrassing email address. And if he did, it would probably be Nature Strip with dollar signs because he's a part owner of Nature Strip who conquered the Everest over the weekend. He's coming up after this on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are not far away from Ian Smith popping on to sleep on it. Oh, 800 150 That's the Kennard Tire phone line. You can still get into the show. And then later on, of course, all throughout the day on SCNZ. On double eight double three, you're right about the Hurricanes letting good players go, Izzy. How good would it have been to see Izzy running around in the black and gold? I can tell you it would not have been good because he was red and black all day, and that's just how the cookie crumbles. So leave your name there next time. That would be good because um, no, that's not bad banter, but it's just not how it worked out, and we'll have to hear about that and hear about Izzy's Hurricanes recruiting stories and thoughts moving forward later this week. It's Nature Strip in front of Eduardo. Classic legends rattling home. Nature Strip in front of Eduardo. Nature Strip kept going. Eduardo. Mars Crusaders jumping out of the ground. Just missed. Nature Strip clings on. He's king of the mountain this time. Ooh. Nature Strip from the fast finishing Mars Crusader and Eduardo. Oh, he's just... He's the fastest up the mountain. And um, look, there's a lot of punters, owners connections around the world as well as Australia and New Zealand that we're watching very keenly. One of those is Peter Keane. He's a co-owner and he's with us now. Morning, Peter. Good morning. How's it going? Yeah, we're good, mate. We've had a little bit of a theme on this morning's show. Baz had a bit of a husk in his voice after getting into a Cuban cigar after the uh, his, his IPL season finished. I imagine your throat might be a bit uh, gamey this morning after a big weekend, a lot of shouting. Yeah, a lot of shouting at the TV, that was for sure, especially when Mars Crusader was coming down the outside. But I think my <laughs> shouting prevailed because nature strip hung on. Do you think he heard you? <laughs> I bloody hope so. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, Peter, we spoke on Saturday morning. You joined Mick and me, and you kind of talked about what the horse means to you and everyone and how special it was. And But nothing, I could hear, still hear it in your voice. You still you wanted this so badly with Chris and James and everybody. Everybody wanted this result. So what was the feeling like once he did hit the post first? More of relief, really, um, because, as I said on Saturday, it sort of buried a lot of demons, I thought. I mean, Kiwis have been pretty supportive of Nature Strip overall, but the Aussies have been quite polarised about him, and um, for him to do that on Saturday, and you heard the crowd, I'm sure you watched it, and they're all singing Sweet Caroline and going off, and he really got a great reception coming back. And, you know, I think they, I read an article yesterday where they've put Nature Strip in the top three now of all time for Australasia, so that's pretty cool. And he's, wow. You know, he's only a seven-year-old, so he's got at least another year and a half in him. So uh, who knows? Was that the perfect ride for you, uh, for you and the team? J Mac on board, uh, Chris Waller in the stands. Was that the perfect ride? Was that go right to plan? What you had planned? No, not really. Um, James talked mm. to us after the race. <clears throat> he said the sectionals were quite a lot faster than what he'd hoped. So he was hoping yeah. for about eleven second. Uh, 200s and they did them in about 10 um, and if you remember he did have to work quite hard to come across because um, Eduardo as we all know is good from the gates very good gate speed but um, he did relax and then the thing that I think won him the race was about the 300 he just kicked and put about two lengths on them and that is where to me even though Mars Crusader finished the race is 1200 and J Mac knew that mm. not 1220 um so therefore he won it yeah that's it i mean he 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 understands the horse i mean i i read that or i heard james say that he felt so confident with how the preparation had go like it was the fine this was the perfect time for nature strip and the perfect year and setting for him to win the everest and chris has just prepared him to an absolute picture is that the feeling you had yeah those were the messages we got from both of them during the week and Chris said he didn't want to overpromise, but he said he couldn't have the horse any better. He's never seen it any better. And, of course, all my mates were asking me all about this, so the pressure was going on because they were all unloading on it as I was passing <laughs> this information on. So the pressure's not so much on you as an owner. It's on all your mates that have punted it and the stick you're going to get when you see them next if it doesn't win. <laughs> oh, I love it, mate. I love it. Hey, uh, Steve Edson. I was coached by him for a wee while. I can understand what he's like in the coaching box. Um, how's he like a, as a part owner of this horse, mate? Is he pretty, pretty outspoken? Gets pretty, uh, you know, vocal on it. You probably know this, is he? But he, when he says something, um, you know, he he's got a point to make, and he doesn't do it very often. He's reasonably quiet on the um, ownership front because he's a busy man. Him yep. and Chris Waller get on well. Um, and um, as I think I told the boys on Saturday morning, I've known Steve for about 30 years when he was a cop and coaching high school old boys. So, he's, you know, he's a good good character. I mean, Gordy Hunter is a good mate of mine and Steve's a good mate of Gordy. So they're cut from the same cloth, got a bit of a mad streak in a good way. Um, <laughs> but loves his, <laughs> loves his horses and, um, you know, he keeps in touch with us. I had a good chat to him on Saturday. Quite funny that he had to watch it in the corner of a airport lounge in the reeter and he said all he could do was slap his leg because I'll tell you what he gets excited when the horse is running yeah. he kind of gets that like little giggle and smile when he talks about Nature Strip as well doesn't he Peter he really loves the horse which is awesome how many owners are actually in, in Nature Strip in total 
Yeah, that's a good question. But, um, I heard someone this morning, or no, might have been yesterday actually, that said there were about <clears throat> 17 owners, which is true, but the six of us own 80% of it, and there's um, another group, or quite a quite a large group, so what does that make it, 10 or a dozen, have got the other 20%. But um, there's about half owned between Steve Hanson, Paddy Harrison and myself in New Zealand, and a couple of two or three other mates in and Aussie, who we've known for a long time, have the other um, sort of 40%. So, um, yeah, so the six, well, I guess you call them core owners, and then there's yeah. 20 others. They're good people too, but um, I guess the six of us are the closest mates of, of the whole lot. So we don't know the others that well, but um, some of them were through the breeders and that sort of thing. So, But they're good people, oh. and they're very supportive as well. What's it like winning lotto, mate? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you've been involved in races, racing for as long as I have, you back to you even. Up and down. Yeah. No, I'll be quite. I'll be a bit ahead of even now. Um, and as I said, as, as are some of my mates, some of them who were sort of twenty each way boys unloaded on Saturday, and that puts when they tell you about it before the race. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> I think it wasn't us, but just us that made a few bob out of that one. So that was even that was even better. So lots of texts and phone oh, calls yeah. and. So until he races next time, I'll be the best mate, and then uh, we'll see what happens next in the Dali. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So he's the big boy's heading down to, I think, a lot of those, as you say, the bulk of the owners, um, a lot of them are down in Victoria who wouldn't have seen him race, or neither would you have, Peter, in a long time. So um, he'll be down to the Dali, and there's no reason why he can't back it up. I mean, he's just, he's a true marvel, mate. Congratulations. It was so cool to talk to you on Saturday morning, and I'm really glad we could catch up again this morning just to yeah, hear, well the, done, mate. hear the relief. It's a massive achievement. Well done. Thanks very much. No, enjoyed it, and uh, thanks for the call. No worries. Peter Keane, part owner of Nature Strip, who, well, there you go. I mean, you can run the math. We're not going to do it for you. Um, there's about six of them that have 80%, and that's so a... Steve actually got a lot more than we think. I'm sure he's in Rotorua right now, and MIQ probably listening. Morning to you, Steve. Congratulations, mate. Lane and his... Hundreds. Uh, we're seven <laughs> minutes away from nine o'clock. The Doy and Ian Smith to sleep on it after this. Izzy, there's plenty of chat about Link uh, McClutchy here on the um, text line, so we're definitely going to get into that later on this week. So if you've sent a message there, stay with us for the week and we'll talk about it. Right now, it's time to sleep on it thanks to Temper. They've got mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. We've got the Doy and standing by us. We do, and Smithy would love this. Crusaders should sign Lincoln McClutchy. It'd be great for us to have him as backup to Richie, who's sharp. Good morning, Smithy. <laughs> Why should he play backup? He's in that kind of form where he shouldn't have to sit on the bench and sit behind somebody. So um, oh, I'm thinking no. more, um, more. I'm going to ask my first guest about Lincoln McClutchy. Maybe he's interested in him. There you go. Oh, there you go. I look forward to listening to that, mate. He's playing outstanding at the moment. A front row seat to him. And the Hawks Bay Magpies beating Canterbury. Anyway, the temper sleep on it, mate. With some success mm. from Black Caps players in the IPL, how are the Black Caps poised in the T20 World Cup in your eyes? Just want to hear that from you tomorrow, mate, leading into the big we'll tournament. Uh, how are you, mate? How was the weekend? I know there was a Dan Disposito Memorial at the Hastings races on the weekend. It was a, it was a big weekend for a couple of families and yourself, mate. Yeah, it was a very big weekend and a good turnout, as uh, always is. We've got the... the the marquee right by the birdcage. It was fantastic. And, uh, Beautiful. Uh, we, did, we did Dan Proud, as you know, in most departments. So there you yeah. go. Uh, be, uh, some very sore heads on Sunday morning. 
as his would have been. So there you go, is he? We missed Did you get on Tannehill? Did you get on Tannehill? No, didn't get on Tannehill. Sorry. Oh, bugger, mate. Anyway, mate, thanks so much for joining us. We'll look forward to chatting to you tomorrow. I know you've got a big show ahead of you. Uh, We'll stay tuned. Your Smithy Sermon, it's always a highlight. We missed you on Friday, mate. It's good to have you back. Uh, Thanks very much. And all to our listeners and our guest, Dan Carter, Jose Aguirre, Baz McCullum. He'll be back. Go check out our podcast, and you'll get the dates when he is arriving home. Uh, Thanks for your input. Damo, he's back on the text line. I know he's missed Baz. We'll get to you tomorrow, Damo. Thanks for your messages. Until then, thanks to the team. Have a great day. Kakite Ano.